I'm tired is the answer. I'm exhausted. Thank you to those of you that stayed up with us on uh, 105.7 The Fan last night for the uh, Baltimore game, the uncensored post-game show. Much more pleasant after a Ravens victory. Ravens, of course, it wasn't sexy. It wasn't um, going to – they're not going to be talked about this week as a Super Bowl contender. They're not going to be at the top of power rankings. They're not going to be the focal point of the NFL. You're not going to see conversations about Lamar Jackson as being MVP. But they did what they needed to do. And that's the way that I feel today. There's not a column coming from me today at PressBoxOnline.com because, again, I don't know if you heard I was up on the radio until well into the morning. Um, So I just didn't have time to write a column afterwards. I'll maybe write something later on in the week. I haven't decided yet. But this isn't something you apologize for. You don't feel bad because you won a game that wasn't the most aesthetically pleasing. Not that it was boring. That's the weird part about a game like last night. We know the difference between that game and, say, the Colts-Broncos game, which was pure hell. You weren't being waterboarded last night. It was just not necessarily thrilling. In the end, it doesn't matter. The Ravens just had to win that game. They had to make sure that we didn't creep any amount of doubt into our minds about who the Ravens are, about whether or not they're a team that now has sort of a knack for failing late in games. Just needed to push that stuff away. Needed to make sure that they made a declaration that the Bengals were were not just now the bullies of the AFC North after what had happened a year ago. They needed to handle all those things, and they did. And frankly, that's all that matters. I mean, we'll discuss the other things. I mean, we'll discuss plenty this week about I'm con- I'm still puzzled by the decision-making when it comes to fourth down. I can't help it. I'm puzzled. I don't get it. It worked out last night, so nobody's going to freak out about it. Nobody's going to lose their minds, and we're all going to pretend like it didn't happen because we only care about those things when the Ravens lose. I kind of care about it at all times. I don't understand the Ravens' decision-making process. And I'd like to know it. I get that John Harbaugh's never going to tell us, as is his prerogative. He's worried about the Giants. That's, that's his job. But I'm befuddled by it. And I do wonder when another emotional decision, it goes back to what I wrote at PressBoxOnline.com last week, which is I worry that these really are just emotional decisions. That like when they say it's analytics, it ain't really analytics. That emotional decisions are made in moments. And when those emotional decisions are made, I worry about the process. I worry about when another decision might be made like that and it might not be the right one. All of those things. Because, as I said, if the word was analytics, what they did last week was only minimally backed up by the concept of analytics. I mean, next to no backup. Whereas, last night, fourth and inches, statistically, it was a much 
more definitive time that you should have gone for it. And I say much. It wasn't overwhelming. I think last night was like a 7% change in win percentage versus 2% a week ago. There was a far greater argument for going for it last night than there was going for it a week ago. So why did you go for it a week ago but didn't go for it last night? And on the surface, it feels like, well, last night you were leading. You were you were playing well. Your defense had played fairly well. Like you, you started it, – it wasn't about analytics. It was about how you felt in the moment. And I worry about that. I just worry about this team making emotional decisions, and it feels like it's been a few years worth of frustrated and emotional decisions. But they won. I, I don't mean to, to harp on that. They won. They won despite the fact that they they had one legitimate wide receiver on the field. And that's a guy that's now been a legitimate wide receiver in the NFL for all of four weeks. They won with one legitimate, qualified NFL wide receiver. Doesn't seem great. <laughs> Doesn't seem ideal. But they won. They won because they were able to run the ball again. Not brilliantly, not like the 2019 Ravens, but enough. It wasn't just their quarterback running the football. They were able to start running the ball, and they were able to run the ball without the guy that had been their most dynamic back to this point in the season. They won. They won despite losing the guy that had been their best defensive player, and that concerns me. I, I can't lie. Losing Marcus Williams stings. It stings like hell. They, they got to get more in their edge rush moving forward. They got to get these guys back. Marcus Williams had done such a good job early on in the season of being exactly as advertised. The guy that can make you an opportunistic defense in an era where defenses aren't allowed to be great. Marcus Williams had been that guy creating turnovers. This stings losing Marcus Williams big time coming off the night where your defense had played the best they had played all season. They won. They won, they won, they won. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't It wasn't even necessarily fun. <laughs> if we're being a, like at no point last night that I feel like it was a lot of fun watching the Ravens. It was more like oh god, just somehow survive this. When they were giving Devin Duvernay the ball in the backfield, I thought that, I mean, that was, was pretty, neat. That was, that yeah, was it fun. was neat. Greg Roman was kind of in his bag a little bit. <laughs> I mean, it was it was clever, I guess. They were using him like Debo a little bit. Yeah, a lot of people are still confused, though, as to why you wouldn't be using J.K. Dobbins more. Like, yeah. why are you still holding back J.K. Dobbins? It's interesting. That was one of the storylines we discussed last night on the Project Game Day halftime show. By the way, this is Glenn Clark Radio. I don't know if I... If I I'm, I'm exhausted. I'm so tired. It is Glenn Clark Radio. I'm Glenn. He's Griffin. Do they know uh, who's coming up on the show? I will get there. Okay. God, settle down over there. Settle down. I'm trying to help. Settle down. <laughs> Today's show is brought to you by, I, like, I, I don't know if there are bags on my eyes or not. It's, it's, it's bad. It's bad. It's one of those days where I'm only semi-functional. You're doing pretty good. And I already know that I can't get a nap. Like, there's just no, and I got to do power rankings tonight. So it's normally one of my later nights during the week. So this is going to be even worse tomorrow. Like, there's no, ch- the earliest I could be caught up. The earliest I could feel normal is Wednesday. And I'll bet against it. I'll just go ahead and bet again. Like, this thing could linger 
into the weekend. And I'm I'm thinking I think I have to work like twelve jobs this weekend. So really, it, it might be two weeks before I'm right again. So hey, enjoy <laughs> Glenn Clark Radio, baby. You chose to tune in. It's on you, not on me. I it's like, I got I got to work eighteen jobs. I got kids. I got bills. I gotta pay. Speaking of paying bills, want to thank uh, the all new Ginsu Kamado Grill for making today's show possible. The all new Ginsu Kamado Grill is the perfect ceramic tailgate or home grill for searing, grilling, baking, and smoking all kinds of food. Get the details and reserve yours today. GinsuGrills.com. Use the code TAILGATE to get $100 off your order. And you can get a sample of the cooking from the Ginsu Kamado Grill before every Ravens home game this season at the Game Day Firehouse, located at the Firefighters Union Hall, just west of the stadium at 1202 Ridgely Street. You can stop by, try some food, enter to win an all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill and five hundred dollars worth of grilling meats. They they put on an amazing tailgate, so you gotta yeah. you gotta yeah, show up there last night. Yeah, being a lovely spokesmodel yep. for and the you, uh, Ginsu and you can Kamado and you can taste grill. our sausage. That's right. Griffin wants to put uh, young Griffin wants to put his sausage in your mouth. If you've ever wanted yep. this, the uh, 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 a handsome uh, young man's oh thank you sausage in your mouth. Um, coming up in a bit, we're going to chat with Kadri Ismail, of course, from WJZ 13, uh, former Super Bowl champion Ravens wide receiver. Get his thoughts on what he saw last night in the Ravens against the Bengals. Ravens offensive lineman Kevin Zeitler scheduled to check in a little bit later on. Discuss the Ravens victory, getting back to, uh, pounding the ball a little bit more on the ground. And also later on in the program, we are scheduled to have the return of Jeremy Kahn to the program after uh, he was away be good to have him back. So a lot to do on a Monday edition of the show. And don't forget, we need your um, pats on the ass. We will do that this morning as well. Start thinking about which five Ravens make your list. Two must be offensive players. Two must be defensive players. The fifth, whatever you like. Yeah, you can have whatever you like. <sighs> That's all coming up on the program today. I am... I'm... I, <sighs> I keep saying you don't apologize. You just don't. You don't apologize, particularly for winning division games. I have tried to separate two things. The first feeling I've had all season long is the Ravens' goal is to win a Super Bowl, and so I view everything within the context, within the prism of wanting to win a Super Bowl. That's how I judge the Ravens. Do I feel week in and week out like they're looking like or – doing the things necessary or however you want to describe it to be a Super Bowl winner. And within that context, nothing about last night would make you feel as though that was a Super Bowl champion type of performance. But let me go back to it for a second because I think that you have to be able to become a Super Bowl winner. And you can't win a Super Bowl if you can't win your division, if you can't put yourself in the best possible situation going into the end of the season. I have, I do, I have serious concerns about the Ravens. The offense looked wildly different just subtracting one player. Am I surprised by that? Not necessarily. And this goes back to, I'm not trying to harp on it, but it goes back to all summer long when we talked about, you know, do do the Ravens have enough? And I would have people tell me, well, don't forget, Mark Andrews is more like a wide receiver. 
And yeah, it's great to have Mark Andrews, big Mark Andrews guy over here. Big fan. Go out, pick up the new print issue of Press Box because you only have uh, one more week, literally one week left. You got one week to get this print issue of Press Box. All right, sorry. Um, <laughs> neighborhood Royal Farms and the hundreds of locations around town. You can find it. Read it all. Pressboxonline.com. Love me some Mark Andrews. But believe it or not, Mark Andrews alone does not give you a wide receiver room. It doesn't work that way. It never has. It never will. It's nuts. It's it's insane. The way that we breathlessly just said, well, yeah, but they've got Mark Andrews. Oh, oh, okay. But what about their lack of depth at wide receiver? Well, they've got Mark Andrews. Right, I hear you. But again, they've got one guy that we think is a qualified NFL wide receiver, and we're still not really sure of that. We're just sort of thinking he is because he was a first-round pick. Yeah, but they've got Mark Andrews. This, you can see this coming from a mile away that this might be a problem. Now, they survived it, and hopefully they get Rashad Bateman back next week, although who knows? And thankfully, Devin Duvernay stepped up and and did something. I, I'm not. I don't want to. I don't want to sound like I'm taking shots at Devin Duvernay. I mean, bless him for stepping up the way that he did. M- maybe there's another layer to Devin Duvernay's game that the Ravens could find, and that when Rashad Bateman comes back, they could be all that much better because. We now see the layers to Devin Duvernay. But this is why you don't go into a season so thin at a position. Wildly thin at wide receiver. How much does that impact Lamar Jackson? I mean, I can't say that it's the lack of depth at wide receiver that made him miss three throws really badly last night. I've always said it, it's tough with, with these bombs and I, I'm not going to feel any different with Lamar Jackson. I'm going to feel with other quarterbacks. We like to pretend these things are easy, that everybody should be able to hit bombs down the field. They're not. Now, these are very high-level NFL quarterbacks. In the case of Lamar Jackson, we happen to think he's one of the best. So it was rough last night to see three, of course, the interception in the first half and the two on the first drive of the second half where it was just airmailed. I mean, just nonsensically airmailed. Like, I, I made the comparison on Twitter last night the first time I ever saw a naked woman where you're just like, I don't know what I'm doing here. Woo! And all of a sudden, you're like, Man, I hope I'm better the next time. <laughs> I hope, I hope on try number two, it goes better than my first attempt. Because <laughs> the first attempt was, woo, all over the place. <laughs> That's what it felt like, particularly on the fourth down throw. You're like, bro, bro. There was some dude on Twitter who was like, uh, I think Tylen Wallace slowed down a little bit um, when he was calling for the ball. Maybe, but now justify the throw. (laughs) Tell me why it is that had to be uncorked. Like, hey, look, there's a dude by himself way downfield. I better throw the ball as hard as any human has ever thrown a football. Yikes. Um, So, no, it's not the wide receiver's fault necessarily that Lamar Jackson missed those throws. Did it impact his confidence in making throws last night that he didn't necessarily trust the guys that he was throwing the football to? Perhaps. Perhaps. Doesn't excuse it. Doesn't give Lamar Jackson a pass. 
He was mid last night. You gotta be honest. He was mid. Well, you know, he made the plays he needed to make on the final drive of the game to win. Bless him for that. And he wasn't bad. It's important that we say that. It's not like Lamar Jackson was bad last night. He was mid. He was fine. He was he was good enough. I thought that he needed to be Superman in order for them to win last night. Thankfully, the defense came to play, and so he didn't have to be Superman last night in order for the Ravens to win. Which is good, because he wasn't. He did enough for the Ravens to win. The wide receiver thing, I, I can't believe. I can't believe. I, I was thinking about if I had written a column last night, I might have made a column a, a comparison to like if you dated someone and they had a really weird-sounding laugh. Did you see that video of that French uh, talk show from a couple weeks ago where they put like 18 different people that had bizarre-sounding laughs together? Should find this clip because it's it, it went viral and it was the sound that you hear is just overwhelming. Like imagine if you dated someone, and you know when you first start. I don't know if Griffin knows or not because I don't know about Griffin's dating history. Um, you know when you first start dating someone and you just kind of accept everything about them, like nothing. You're sure. so caught up in it. You're so yes. head over heels. It's the puppy love feeling that you have that none of their flaws matter to you, like because you're just so into it when you first get into it. And so you don't even notice that when that person laughs, it sounds something like, you don't even notice it. All of your friends do, of course. That would be an unbelievable laugh. I feel like I might notice that. you got to find this thing. That's what these people sound like. Um, They're like sitting on a stage with a bunch of people. Yeah, it's a a talk show. Let me see if if this is it. Yeah, okay. All right. I don't... I don't... Vous êtes célibataire, c'est pas à cause de votre rire. J'espère pas. Non. It's about a minute long. I mean, we don't have to listen to the whole thing. I think you get the point. It's just these weird sounding laughs, right? So just imagine you meet someone, you fall for them, you don't even notice that they have this really weird sounding laugh. All of your friends do. And all of your friends are talking about it when you're not around. Like, yo, what is the deal with, like, yo, Griffin's girl. Like, when she laughs, I want to blow my brains out. Like, I, she's cool. Like, we're, we're fine. But, like, what is that? Is that real? Is it fake? Is she doing that? And then, like, it starts to become an issue because they're they think that they might hate her because they think that she might be doing it to get attention, whereas you don't even notice it. Then they try to talk to you about it, like, "Yo, you noticed uh, Kelly? We want to tell you, Kelly, she's wonderful. Kelly, we love her." Um, what do you think about that laugh? And you're like, "What laugh? She's gorgeous. What are you talking about? She's amazing. She's the greatest thing that ever happened to me." And you're like, "Right, right, 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 right." But have you noticed the laugh? You're like, no, I haven't. I haven't noticed the laugh at all. What are you talking about? And literally, the laugh sounds like this. You know, like you, how could you not notice it? But you're in love. You're in love, so you don't notice it. And then all of a sudden, the, the honeymoon period starts to come to a close. You've been in the relationship for a little while, and one day, you notice. One day, you notice the laugh. And then, you're like, well, I'm not going to break up with somebody because of the laugh. Maybe you bring it up at some point. She's like, look, I'm, I know... I, it's just the way that I laugh, but there's nothing I can do about it. And you're like, right, but could you 
could you try? Could you could you consider fixing it? Like, is there anything? Could we try to get you to laugh like a normal person? And then all of a sudden, you always notice it. Now, it's the only thing you notice. Now you've forgotten that she's attractive. You've forgotten that she does nice things for you. The only thing that you notice is the laugh. So sometimes you try to make excuses. All right, all right, fine. She's wonderful. She's great. She's the best thing that ever happened to me. I can deal with the laugh. It's just a laugh. Then other times, you feel like you're legitimately being tortured. Other times, you feel like you're in hell. I don't know if I can, this relationship can survive. And it's over a stupid, it's, it's a laugh. There's so many good times. She does wonderful things for you. She surprises you at work. She brings you lunch. It's, she's perfect. But she's got that laugh. And you feel like you're being waterboarded at times. I bring this up. Not because I've ever experienced. Not with a laugh. I think there are similar things that I've dealt with in relationships in my life. But I bring it up because it's how I feel with the Ravens and wide receivers. That's the comparison. The comparison is there is a flaw that isn't necessarily fatal, but feels like it can be. It's an organization that's managed to win an awful lot. Your health, your relationship with your football team, if you've been doing this for a long time, has been very healthy. You're not a fan of the Jaguars or the, the, the Jaguars. You're not a fan of the Lions. You're not a fan of the Commanders. You're not. You're a fan. You have a very healthy football relationship. It's just there's this one thing, her laugh. And in this case, the Ravens, the, the, her laugh is the Ravens and wide receivers. When Demarcus Robinson got to say his name in like his school oh on the NBC, like this, uh, is, this is. I what, was like, I felt sick. But think about all of the guys that have been able to introduce themselves to the world as Ravens wide receivers over the yes. years, like who got to start. Like I know, and guys, by the way, of the Marlon Brown stands out. <laughs> we treat Marlon Brown like he was a great player in Ravens history, because that's how bad it had been at times. Kamar Aiken. Kamar Aiken was a great Ravens receiver. We, we, that's what we do. Because we're like, God, it was so bad that we were happy to have them. This, the guys they bring in at the end of their career, like they still had something to offer. The Mike, Michael Crabtrees and the Jeremy Macklins of the world. Actually, you'd argue that, that Willie Sneed and well, not Willie Sneed, John Brown, you'd definitely yeah. argue, had something to offer by the point that he arrived in Baltimore. In compare, certainly in comparison to some of these other guys. <sighs> Kelly Washington. Could go on forever, baby. This thing, it's it's insane. It's the <laughs> laugh of football. You can't believe that we're doing it again, again, again. With the Ravens and the wide receivers. Rashad Bateman gets hurt, and you're like, "What the hell? How? How are we here?" We're getting upset that Andy Isabella hasn't signed. <laughs> How pathetic is that? How sad is that that we are upset that Andy Isabella hasn't signed with the Ravens? God. It concerns me. It concerns me a great deal. Do I think it will be fatal? No. Oh, they damn well better keep Mark Andrews healthy. Could you imagine if they lost him? Or let me just cancel it. Cancel it. <laughs> cancel all of it. Stop. Ugh. Stop. Do I think it'll be fatal? Not necessarily. And again, you're supposed to get Rashad Bateman back. This isn't supposed to be season ending, so it should be all right. But yuck. Yuck. It's bad. It's really bad. Still, they won. And you, these things are eminently more solvable when you win. Dealing with them 
Trying to put the pieces together, far easier to do when you're winning. I, again, you don't apologize. You don't feel bad about it. The Ravens won. They're flawed. They have problems. I'm worried about the Giants. Like, I'm really worried. Everybody keeps talking about how the schedule opens up for the Ravens moving forward. I'm like, y'all, have y'all seen the Giants? Like, are you familiar? I get it. We thought they were going to be garbage. And I'm still trying to figure out what's going on there. But, like, I've seen enough that it, we can't just say it's smoke and mirrors at this point. It's a Wink Martindale revenge game. It's, yeah, I mean, there's a little bit of that. I, that, that those, those things don't work me up the same way, but I get it. It's there. It's there. There's no doubt. It's there. I'm worried about the Giants. I don't think these games are just the way we're talking about the schedule. Like, well, now it just opens up. Well, I get it. It ain't the Bills. I understand that. But damn, dude. I don't know why we think any game is just easily winnable at this point. The Ravens have easily won one football game this season. One. I don't I don't know where we're coming from. But there's just a bunch of easy wins ahead. I mean, I get the Steelers are starting to look like garbage, although it's still the Steelers in the division. I'm I'm not even ready to go there. But I, I do understand that like they they they're starting to look like it's it's all falling yeah. apart. There's just nothing there. But, you know, Mike Tomlin's still Mike Tomlin, and I'm not, again, I'm not willing to go there. They won. Good win. I mean it. I'm not just saying that. Good win for the Baltimore Ravens last night. Good, necessary, needed win. We'll see. We'll see where it goes from here. I I have concerns. I have things that I, I, I hope. Let me do the flip side. I hope that last night was a sign that the defense is coming together, is ready to play better team football on the whole. Again, losing Marcus Williams stings. And we still have the hope. You get Ronnie Stanley back. He was on a pitch count last night. You hope he's progressing to a place where he can be Ronnie Stanley again. It seems like J.K. Dobbins is progressing to a place where he can be J.K. Dobbins again. You hope that there are a couple more that you can add to that group. There is still plenty of reason for optimism and to believe the Ravens are a good football team. Good but flawed football team. There's plenty there. And in the meantime, you stockpile a win in the AFC North against the team that you're most likely to be competing with when the season comes to a close. I ain't apologizing for any of that. Those are good things. Those are really good. Good things. Still got to get better. Today's show also brought to you by your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Our buddy Kadri Ismail will join us next. It is a Monday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. See Olympic athletes in action as the nation's best horses and riders compete in one of the world's premier equestrian events at the Mars Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill, presented by Brown Academy, October 13th through 16th in Cecil County. Don't miss the breathtaking excitement of the dynamic cross-country competition or the elegance of dressage and precision of show jumping. There's also great shopping and activities, including a fresh food fest, corgi race, and a beer, wine, and spirits showcase. So come enjoy a beautiful fall day at the Mars Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill, presented by Brown Advisory, October 13th through 16th. Learn more and buy tickets at maryland5star.us. 
Come experience Maryland's number one sportsbook this NFL season at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, the ultimate place for any sports enthusiast. Take advantage of our 24-7 kiosks, massive video screens, and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. With more money paid out than anyone around, make every moment more at the new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. The Baltimore County Police Department is hiring. Entry-level officers start at close to $59,000 a year with a $10,000 bonus. Some restrictions apply. Plus a great retirement plan, medical, dental, and vision insurance, advancement to specialized units, tuition reimbursement, 15 sick days earned per calendar year, and even further incentives for military members and veterans. If you have a passion for service and want a career for life, visit JoinBaltimoreCountyPD.com or call 410-887-5542. You must be a United States citizen, possess a valid driver's license, and have a high school diploma or GED equivalent. The Baltimore County Police Department is an equal opportunity employer. Sports betting has come to Maryland, and we're ready to help you win some money. Tune in for Simply the Bets every Tuesday morning at 11.40. Fendel Sportsbook GM Leon Twyman and VEASAN's Aaron Oster join the guys every week to give you all of the info you need and offer you a few winners. And every other Thursday at 11.40, tune in for Weekend at Bookies as Andrew Stecka and Alloy Sports Brad Cronthal help make you some money for the weekend. So come win some money with us on Simply the Bets every Tuesday and Weekend at Bookies every other Thursday. Brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Listen at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio. Watch at YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline. Experience the best in Kamado Grilling, a complete outdoor cooking appliance. The Ginsu Kamado Grill allows anyone to sear, grill, bake, and smoke all types of food. Designed for efficiency and function, the Ginsu Kamado Grill upholds the enduring legacy of the iconic Ginsu brand. The Ginsu Kamado Grill is perfect to cook all year round, is great for parties, and ideal for tailgating with your friends. Reserve your Ginsu Kamado Grill today at ginsugrills.com and get $100 off on your pre-order when you use the promo code tailgate that's ginsugrills.com reserve yours today join glenn at halftime of every ravens game for the project game day halftime show at facebook.com slash sports we apologize in advance there's not much we can do about his face all right those of you that are getting worked up about jk dobbins liking a tweet i mean this i'm gonna steal from my friend the nfl chick sarita hubbard go outside touch grass you guys have to stop freaking out about things that don't matter. Stop it. Get a hold of yourself. Uh, we just live in a world that isn't real. J.K. Dobbins clicked like on a tweet. First of all, I got to be honest with you. I believe there are times where I've liked tweets that I didn't mean to like or like Facebook pages that I didn't mean to like. I was just looking at something and I clicked like. Right? That's happened. So let's start with that. Read way too much into it. Two, even so, a week ago we were all worried about how emotional Marcus Peters was. How'd that work out last night? Clearly a big problem for Marcus Peters, right? Clearly it wasn't something that uh, he and John Harbaugh were able to overcome. What a disaster it proved to be. Dudes get emotional. It happens. J.K. Dobbins wanted to be back for week one. The Ravens said, hey, no, we're not worried about week one. I imagine that J.K. Dobbins probably wants to be more involved with the offense right now. Ravens saying, hey, we're going to slow down on all that. We'll get there, just not right now. It's okay. 
If he's emotional about it, let him be emotional about it. It's fine. You get way too worked up about dumb things. Like who's liking what tweet? I hate it here. I think I just stole all of Rita's catchphrases in one second. Joining us now, Super Bowl champion, friend of ours. You, of course, see him on WJZ 13. He is our buddy, Kadri Ismail. He's back with us now here on GCR. What's going on, pal? I just clicked on a like. Yeah, what'd you, what tweet did you like that I can kill you for? I'm going to go, you know what? I'm going and checking your likes right now. I'm going to go check your <laughs> likes, find out what it is that you've liked over the years. Um, you know it, who messed this whole thing up, though, is Kyler Murray. And by him scrubbing his page and... right. Making a big old thing out of it, and then you had Debo Samuel over the summer. He scrubbed his page, and I think basically that's the way in which, from a cognitive dissonance standpoint, uh, guys are are communicating. And and for some of us, you know, it, it's new. For some of us, it's that's just how hey the young crowd or the right. the, the generation communicates, and so it is something that you have to adjust and adapt to if you're That's management, fair. but uh, fan base wise, <laughs> I think it's much to do about nothing. Yeah, the, the Ravens won last night. It's okay. It's okay to enjoy it and just maybe like worry about those things if you need to worry about them. Now, this is weird. I just checked your likes and the first one I see is that guy they have doing post game on 105.7 stinks. I don't know who he is. I think his oh. name is Glenn Clark. And you click, mm. you click like on that. Now that's, huh? Mm. I was ready mm. to click the love button, but it was not. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, look, I, you know, I don't have a strong take about what happened last night, right? Like they, they got a much needed, necessary victory against a good football team. It wasn't sexy. It wasn't, you know, the greatest game ever played or something like that. But they didn't need it to be any of those things. They just needed to get a win. They got it. I don't. I don't think it requires much stronger statements than that. I mean, but I, I think it's the how they won. It is a narrative being played that is the majority of it is true that, you know, Lamar Jackson is putting his team on his back and, you know, it's all Lamar that has gotten them to a two and two mark. And if a guy on defense or a guy on offense could have stepped up, they could have easily been four and oh. And I think last night was a game in which Lamar wasn't his sharpest uh, when it came to a Tylen Wallace or Devin Duvernay or uh, what was the interception? Was that I think that might have been a Robinson as well. But mm-hmm. those are three plays where you know we saw even in the game that Lamar was making those type of throws, but he was missing those throws in particular, and you saw it where, you know, he was running the ball, but it was more along the lines of J.K. Dobbins running yep. the ball. Yep. Um, so that that's on the offensive side of the thing. When you look at it from a defensive side of the thing, you, you did. You referenced Marcus Peters, but watching him, when um, <clears throat> Jamar Chase would come up to the line and he was on Marcus Peters' side, it was interesting because Marcus Peters, you know, he would play off coverage and then all of a sudden he'd come up to the line and quick jam him or get in his face and, and pretty much just disrupt his timing. I saw, you know, a, a motivated, um, consistent throughout the game. I think sometimes Marlon Humphreys gets bored. Hmm. That's just my opinion. Hmm. That's not anybody else's. Um, you know, I'm sure on social media, people are like, ah, what are you talking about? Mac and cheese, what the hell? But <laughs> I think, you know, 
at times it, it just seems that way, but I thought he was as locked in as it got last night. Um, you know, the, 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 the two ends in Jason Pierre Paul and what you saw from Adafi Owe was just that of legend. It, it harkened me back to the double nickel days where, you know, T sizzle and company would, would handle things. And Jared Johnson, you know, he was always setting the edge. So I think it was a game in which, yeah, the score might not have been sexy, but the, the how the team wise in which they, which they went out there and, and took command uh, was, was, was what was important about that win. Does it concern you losing Marcus Williams? We saw the last drive, obviously, when he wasn't on the field, and this has been the guy that's been their best defensive playmaker so far. Does it concern you at all that like whatever steps forward they might have taken last night, that could be damaging and, and might be a taking a step back? Of course, always, always. You're, you're, you're <laughs> people talk about some depth, D-E-P-T-H, that mm-hmm. Word is such a, a crazy word. It can mean that, you know, you have done a great job of building a team. It can mean that, um, you know, you got guys that can just step in, plug and play. But make no mistake about it, somebody has to start. <laughs> and usually that starting guy, somewhere along the lines, when you add it all up, you, the coaching staff, came to an agreement that he was – your best player for that position. And I think for Marcus, uh, for him to be out and, and have the dislocated wrist, um, that's a concern. And, and sure, you know, Geno um, Smith went in there and he uh, did well and all the things. And, you know, I'm sure, you know, Kyle Hamilton is going to, you know, continue to grow as a, a young player. But ultimately, you know, Marcus is the guy when it comes to playmaking and his range. I mean, like I, I'm like, wow, I, I, you see it, you see how quickly he can cover ground and, and help, you know, cover up for a potential misfire from one of his teammates and, and how he plays the game. It's, it's impressive. So he's going to be missed. He is Kadri Ismail. He's with us here on Glenn Clark radio. Kadri, the way that the Greg Roman used Devin Duvernay last night, something that I think a lot of Ravens fans have been screaming about. Hey, you got this guy with this unique skill set and all this speed, find some different ways to get the ball in his hands. Um, they did. They found a bunch of different ways to get the ball in his hands last night on a night where they didn't have Rashad Bateman. Um, is this the way they should be using Devin Duvernay moving forward? Honestly, I think so. Um, you know, when I talked to him last night, he was just like, man, that's just what I do. Like he just, it was just so matter of fact, he was like, yeah, you know, I, I, um, definitely know that, uh, you know, we just went out there and there was nothing special. I just, so I like that. In other words, you know what? Um, I'm not going to get all on the hype train. I'm not going to, you know, jump up and down and, and say, I told y'all so y'all should have been got there and, and continue to produce. And I think that's important too, because, you know, again, from an early season aspect of things, yeah, we're starting to kind of like the, the train is clearly left the station. No question about it. Four games in now five games. And, you know, you, you've seen him start off strong and all that, but you know, we, we all know that consistency rules the roost. You, you, the player um, can't get caught up. You got to look back and see, huh? I had a badass year, but you can't say that during the year. As a matter of fact, case in point, prime example, mm. you know, so, so take off a Devin Duvernay and put on a, a Mark Andrews. I remember um, interviewing him 
and 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 after a game and he was like yeah you know he was just kind of like you know oh hum you know i'm a rookie but you know i feel good about what i'm doing and you know so be it well you know as his resume started to build you started you know seeing a guy that yeah the other guy on the sideline last night hayden hurst he had to get up out of here because mark andrews played so well but it wasn't about game by game analysis and hype and like yo this is what i'm talking about you know, it's like, yeah, I'm going to do it. Look at my resume at the end of it all, and, and we'll evaluate it. I think that's where, you know, Devin DuVernay is at. Good for him. Hopefully he can keep that mental focus. I believe he can. But for, yeah, Raven fans, um, I think there's a smile kind of going across our faces because <laughs> the dreaded, uh, divisive name that people get all one way or the other about, mm, Greg mm, Rome. Mm. Mm. Greg reached into the vault. Yep. Very much so. And he used Devin Duvernay. Mm -hmm. All right. <laughs> Very creatively. I mean, I I loved it. He was in his bag last night. I'm for it. Let's 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 keep going. I I I dig that. Um, Kadri, with that said, I, you know, you, you point out, I think the big story offensively last night is the Ravens ran the ball and they ran the ball with guys who weren't named Lamar Jackson. And we've kind of been waiting for that moment. Obviously it kind of feeds into the conversation with JK Dobbins and how they've kind of been easing him back. Um, do you get the sense of that they're, they're on track that Dobbins, as they continue to let him get more and more touches and as Ronley Stanley likely plays more and more snaps in the coming weeks, that we're starting to see a reminder that this team's going to be able to run the ball pretty well as the season goes on. Yeah. I mean, again, I think long season for, for us as a fan base for John Harbaugh, uh, even for Eric DaCosta, you know, the players might not, but we all know it's, it's this, these are all set up games for the ultimate. And the ultimate is what the playoffs period in the discussion. Um, and, and advancing in the playoffs. So the only way you're going to get there is if you have all your horses. I thought about this, you know, because you're, you know, you talk about J.K. Dobbins and all that. But remember that, that 2019 season, like, we take it for granted, you know, as far as like Ronnie Stanley, and I thought what he did last night was just incredible. Um, you, you did see Greg Roman run his way more. Mm -hmm. They actually didn't rely upon necessarily uh, Morgan Moses, um, going to his side, they pulled him an awful lot mm -hmm. and they got him out of space. And I think that that athleticism kind of, you know, helped him as opposed to that brute strength of trying to just drive a guy man on man blocking off the line. So with all that said, you know, you had like just a stud team that was built for the Super Bowl, And right at the very last minute, you had these chinks in the armor with it, whether it would be Mark Ingram and his ankle you saw uh, Mark Andrews in the uh, Cleveland game. He got hurt, and then that kind of set them back a little bit. You know, you just start seeing these chinks in the armor, and then you wind up, you know, getting to the playoffs, and you're one and done. Now, with all that, this year, fast forward it to present day, I think it's not about the regular season. It is about, yes, right. playing clean. It is about putting yourself in position. You flubbed it up twice with Miami and with Buffalo. Um Buffalo, that could mean that you're probably going to go on a road to Buffalo. But with all that, if I can get these dudes healthy, it doesn't matter. I'll take my chances going on the road or I'll take my chances at the vault. 
it doesn't matter. If I got some healthy horses, I think we have a chance to go out there and be special. Yeah, I think it's interesting, Kadri, and I've, I've gotten the same sense that like they are clearly prioritizing late season, postseason over – when J.K. Dobbins was screaming about week, week one, they were like, hey, dude, week one sounds good. You know what sounds better than that? Week 17. <laughs> like That's the thing that we're worried about. So we know you want to be there week one. We're just not quite as worried about week one as you are. We have bigger priorities than that. Now, to your point, they got to get there, right? Like they can't afford to stub their toe and cost themselves the opportunity to be playing come the postseason. But the idea of saying, hey, let's not throw everything at it. Let's settle down. Let's keep guys on pitch counts. Let's keep prioritizing having the best team on the field that we can have when we get to the postseason. I, 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 in in theory, in a vacuum, that concept makes sense to me. I think ultimately for us, what we've seen uh, on the field is a roster that has, you know, good, talented players. We've seen a coaching staff that has, you know, kind of gone the gamut, um, whether, you know, Wink was here, Wink ain't here, McDonald's in, Greg Roman, uh, the, the, the trials and controversies around him and all that. I think when we look at it, ultimately, it's the Lamar Jackson contract and the franchise quarterback business structure of it all that the Ravens have to consider. We need to win right now because, heck, just like we recognize in 2019, things can change in a heartbeat. we got to win now before things get a little hairy when it comes to salary cap and building a team. It's a very good point. Very good point. Um, all right, it, it, before I let you go, just in general, the you know we're not going to talk about it much because the Ravens won, but the decision last night to take the points instead of going forward on fourth down when they had originally lined up Mark Andrews and then they called the timeout. What do you make of the decision? What do you make of maybe the fallout of last week in making the decision? And and what do you make about how the Ravens handle this now moving forward? Yeah, you know, I, it, it's weird because, um, you know, I, I kind of at halftime uh, just kind of walked around and uh, or technically it was right before half and, and just listened to some of the fan base. Oh, you should, you know, kick it or go for it. Huh? I was like, huh, interesting. You know, you, there's like this 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 tension in the air with everyone. And every time I, heck, even when I'm I'm going out and about, you know, kids are like, I don't know, I don't think John Harbaugh is doing it right. He should have you know, uh, kick it and stop trying to go for it all the time. And I'm like, all right, buddy, you know, Hey, you know, how, how, how was, how was your rec league game? <laughs> so last night when, when I saw that, I thought it was interesting because you saw John, it was weird. I don't know if it was gamesmanship. I don't know what it was, but he was like running down the sideline. He was, I don't know if he was contesting where, uh, Isaiah was in or out or where the spot of the ball was at. And, mm-hmm. you know, it looked like he's about to call timeout, not call timeout. What was he doing? And I, I just, I don't know. I, was it him trying to buy more time for his guys? Because he said, you know, we didn't get the look. We, if we got the look, we could have done it, but we didn't get the look. Therefore, we just let it go. Maybe that's, you know, his, you know, uh, gamesmanship to say, yeah, we were going to kick it all along and we just, you know, trying to, you know, get the other team to, to overthink it. I don't know. But um, I think what it meant in my mind was I got to trust my defense more that they can – you know, hold up. Even though we we want seven, uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna have the greatest kicker of all time come out there kick out, uh, us three, and we're gonna trust y'all to do y'all job. Mm-hmm. 
And look, you know, they went back, they allowed a long touchdown drive, but they also played the clock in the process. And unlike a week ago, they allowed themselves the opportunity to be the team that had the ball at the end of the game, which I think we all know, given the way the rules work in the NFL in 2022, is one of the most valuable things you can do. I I don't know where you are, Kadri, but I absolutely was texting with some friends last night, 17-16 game with two minutes left and you're getting the ball with all your timeouts, I, 100 times out of 100, would rather be the team that's trailing 17-16 to in those circumstances than being the team that's leading 17-16 to and having to put my defense on the field. Yeah, no, I mean, obviously, rules are, are, are slanted towards the offense, yep. but, it, 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 you know, we, we saw in last year's playoffs, it, it doesn't matter, you know, who has the ball last, it's, you know, defenses can make plays too. So I, I get where you're coming from. Um, I just, I think last night was a, a mental shift, like not today, not on our watch, even Lamar. Lamar, we're so used to his brilliance as far as the big plays up and down the football field. But that final two-minute drive was really cool. Even the 12 men on the field, um, it, it added more time, which time is currency. Uh, it added more time on the clock to allow them to do what they needed to do. Uh, so that was brilliant on his part. And you can you can just see it. Like, I'm not messing around. I'm taking this ball. Don't act like I'm going to give it to anybody else. I'm not going to try to go out wide. I'm not trying to juke. I'm going straight downhill, and I'm just going to run this thing. It was the, the coolest four- and three-yard games ever in the history of man when it came <laughs> to a Ravens needing a win. All right, missile training. Remind everybody. Bottom line is is that this is all about me helping you walk beside you in your fitness journey, regardless of whether or not you're an upper-tier athlete or a person just looking to uh, move better and move pain-free. Kadri Smile is going to help you do what you need to do to be better. And you can DM me on Twitter at I am Kadri Smile. Love you, brother. Always appreciate it, man. We'll talk again soon. Thank you, dude. Appreciate you, bro. Kadri Smile joining us here on GCR. Um, you know, I, I I really did feel that way, by the way. I, like, I really, you know, I, I, I said there was a caveat of, like, hey, Lamar hadn't been 100% sharp last night, and you're dealing with the fact that he didn't have Rashad Bateman. But overwhelmingly in the NFL, I, I don't know what the win percentage said at the moment. Like, I don't know if you saw that graph where the win percentage chances were for the Ravens and the Bengals with two minutes left or 159 left when the Bengals scored the touchdown. But... Given the way the rules work in the NFL, I, I don't, I don't know how it could be more than fifty-fifty. Like I think at best for the Bengals, it had to be fifty-fifty in that moment. I think practically, it's not even fifty-fifty. I get it. The team that is in the lead sort of always tends to have the better win percentage in those circumstances. But my God, two minutes—you got four downs to work with. Lamar Jackson, Justin Tucker, three timeouts. Dude, you got to win that game somehow 100 times out of 100. There can be no circumstance where you're in that situation and you don't win a football game. Uh, let's, while we got a minute here, let's go over our picks. Picks recap is brought to you by the Maryland Five Star, which is coming up this week. Huge event right here in our backyard, world class sporting event. See Olympic athletes in action as the nation's best horses and riders compete in one of the world's premier equestrian events at the Mars Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill, presented by Brown Advisory, October 13th through 16th in Cecil County. It was a great week for Griffin and picks. It was not a great week for your boy. Um, by the way, Andrew Stecka, stop sending me your picks. Wow, I did have a great week. You're oh, like you didn't know, like you didn't know. Um, 
stop sending me your picks because Griffin and I are now tied. So there's no advantage to sending them to me instead of sending them. You're nowhere near Griffin, so send them to him again. I don't want to know your picks, Stecka. They're messing with me. Send them to so, Griffin. So, so we should look up what the stats are since Stecka has I'm been not, sending you. I'm telling you, the last couple weeks, I've been good. it's a real shame that you haven't put in side bets. Stecka, on, Stecka keeps sending them to Glenn. I think do it's, not. It's, it's messing do with Do not them. send them to Griffin. I don't them think it's doing anything. Send them to Griffin. But you're just getting in your own head. Not to me. All right, uh, quickly, we start Purdue, Maryland. Um, it's a heartbreaker. We could yeah. spend a lot of time on this. Obviously, unbelievable that they missed the call that they missed. We can debate the um, you know uh, ineligible man downfield thing on a two point conversion all day. I guess technically it's the right call. I still got to know exactly. I, like I, I'd have to heat map exactly how far downfield he was. Clearly, it had nothing to do with the play. Just sucks. Just sucks. It's a crushing loss. Look, I would say that everything is still in play for Maryland if they can win all these games and win at Penn State. All the stuff that we talked about, like that possibility, like that. Maybe they could host game day when it's Ohio State. We'd still be in play, but they, they can't lose another game in the process. And, you know, that's the tricky part. This was just, this was brutal. I mean, this really was brutal. And it's also difficult because a lot of people, I think, just only want to put it on the officiating. And I get it. Like, it's not good. But there's also the question of, you forced three turnovers in the third quarter and you weren't able to do more yeah. with it? Like, that's on you. That's not on the officials. That's on you. So, I don't I don't play that game. Yes, Terrible call on the blocked extra point. Horrendous, unthinkable, how does this happen type of call. But you got three turnovers in the third quarter. It's a little disappointing. It's a little disappointing. Maryland loses 31-29. I get that point with uh, KO and Stecka. I have no idea why I was on Oklahoma. (laughs) 49-0. That was a brutal point. That's the reason why I finished in last this week is because of that game. Uh, Kansas Tech, uh, TCU was a push as uh, TCU wins 38-31. They got the uh, final score, like the winning score, right? I said the winner would have 38 points. I just thought, ah, I thought it was going to be a triple That's right. You, you, really, you really did go hard on that for no reason at all. Nobody asked for that. Uh, Giants, not only covering, but winning outright in London. They're 4-1 and one as the Ravens get ready to go there. I haven't even looked at the spread yet for this week. I... I would at this point actually think the Giants might have a might be favored by a half a point or a point. I maybe not. Maybe the Ravens still get a, a, a half a point or a point. I don't know. Or it's a or it's a a pick'em, man. I don't I don't know how we can keep disrespecting the Giants. I understand that we didn't think they were this good. Wow. What? It is Ravens minus five and I a half. I don't understand that at all. At some point, the, you know what? The only part I can give about that is that I think a lot of people are worried about a team that doesn't get a bye coming off their London game. Mm. That what What's the impact of that? What's the impact of a team that has to play the week following a London game? And I think that probably impacts the line a good bit there, but I don't like that line. Both teams won because the Saints won and then the Vikings won as well, right? Both teams did win. That's a good yeah, point. That's a very good point. Now, they no. both played bad teams yes, in the process. True. Also but true. I don't, I don't know. It's a, it's a weird line to me. It's a very weird line. I don't... I, it's a very weird line. Not worried about the Packers. They're minus seven and a half against the Jets. So that's a weird line too. It's a weird line too. It is in Green Bay. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the uh, the Giants won twenty seven twenty two. Myself, Griffin, Paul Valley, and John Proctor all get that point. Griffin lone oh. wolf's it with Cleveland. Goofy game. Don't that's exactly know exactly what I wanted to happen. Don't know at all. 
what's going on in the mind of Brandon Staley there. Like, I, I get the idea that you're like, hey, we could go win the game ourselves, right? Or you could put them in field goal range. Now, thankfully, Cleveland's kicker stinks. I, I have some of these decisions that are being made, man. I'm like, bro, what are we doing? Also, I happened to. We did some fall. The family and I did some fall stuff yesterday. We were uh, celebrating a ba- basic white girl weekend. Nice. And um, on the way back from the uh, lovely Gaver Farm, big fan of Gaver Farm out in Man- Mount Airy. It's a it's a good. You got to give a nice drive there, but uh, it is worth it. It is an awesome place. Um, on the way back, I pulled this game up, and we got to talk about Greg Gumble at some point. Like at no point was he explaining the circumstances of the game. At no point was he saying, "Hey, this is a critical play. If they convert it, they win." In fact, he was talking about it when Cleveland got the ball back, as if, or sorry, when uh, the Chargers got the ball back, as if the Chargers had already won the game. It's a very bizarre scenario with the broadcast, and I love Greg Gumble, but I think he might be losing a little heat on the fastball. Um, moral of the story for us is that Griffin steals a point that way, as he was the only one on Cleveland. They do indeed cover two and a half. They were getting two and a half. They lose by two. That's a classic cover. That is exactly what you're looking for in a cover. Uh, Atlanta covers. They they lose 21-15 to Tampa Bay. Obviously, the big story of that uh, one, the controversial roughing the passer call on Grady Jarrett, which was nonsense. And it was Jerome Boger again. Yes, who, of course, called the roughing the passer last week on Brandon Stevens. And, yeah, yeah, not a good look for the NFL. Uh, Tampa was favored by nine. They do win. They do kind of right the ship a little bit. But Atlanta gets the cover. So Griffin, John Proctor, and KZ all get that point. Um, it was a bloodbath for me. I, I went one in five in NFL picks this week. Bloodbath. Bloodbath. Uh, Rams. Fraudulent. I don't know what the hell is going on. They look horrible. I mean, like a special kind of horrible. Like a Matt Stafford looks like Matt Ryan trying to throw the ball the other night. Like they can't get the ball downfield. It's not part of their offense to throw the ball downfield any longer weird bit man i don't know how to describe what's going on with the rams they lose 22 to 10 to the cowboys at home brutal i mean brutal what's going on with the rams at the moment um cardinals get a cover 20 to 17 i didn't have the balls to do it i said this i did say this has that feel of a reverse lock right but i didn't have the balls to do it uh cardinals get a cover 20 to 17 however the eagles of course remain undefeated they are 5-0. and oh. um, not, not necessarily pretty, but who cares? They're 5-0. and oh. They win. And then uh, none of us got uh, last night as uh, the Ravens were favored by three. They win by two, but who the, who the hell cares? It's a big they Sunday won. night football matchup now with the 5-0 and oh Eagles and the 4-1 and one Cowboys. Guys, God, I hate this so much. I hate the fact. God damn the Cowboys. What's going on with Micah Parsons? What's the story there? Uh, good question. You don't know? I don't know. Okay. They can try to that's find a, out. That's a big deal Seriously. for them. That's a pretty significant deal for them, whatever might be going on with Micah Parsons. For the week, Griffin, 5-3, and three, as is Paul. Uh, no, sorry, John Proctor, 5-3. and three. Mm. So two guys that have been lingering more at the bottom make moves this week. And now we have a new vice worm, as Paul Valley is the vice worm. The bad news for Andrew Stecka is that Paul Valley is much closer to the top of the table than he is the bottom of the table. Stecka continues to be very comfortable in his standing at the bottom of the table. Um, the way it shakes out, KZ is at the top still. He's a game in front of myself and Griffin now. Yeah, we're both, that's right. This is the bad news. 500 is now second. <laughs> Not a great sign. 
Not a great sign. But again, I blame Andrew Stecka for my troubles. Um, so KZ's at top, 26 and 24. Griffin and I both 25 and 25. Uh, Kyle and John Proctor, both two games back at 24 and 26. And uh, then after that, that's where you find Paul Valley, 23 and 27. Three games back, but Vice Worm at the moment. Stecka is the worm at 18 and 32. Oh, my God. I mean, 18 and 32. Stecka went 3 and 5 this week, which, again, not a good week, but not as bad as my week where I went 2 and 6. Ugh. Gross. Just gross. Uh, again, playing for a little bit of cash at the top of the table. At the bottom of the table, we're trying to avoid being the one who's got to come in here and do all the worm-related activities. Not not something that any of us want to do, mm. eating a worm burger and dressing like the worm Dennis Rodman and performing the worm and then getting stink-faced. It's just not It's not going to be pleasant. Picks Recap was also brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland, the place to watch and bet on all of the football games this season. And you make a $25 futures bet on the Super Bowl right now. You can register that bet to win a pair of tickets to the Super Bowl in Arizona FanDuel.com slash S-B-N-A-Z. $25 futures bet on the Super Bowl. Make it right now. You can register that bet to win tickets to the Super Bowl. When we come back in, we'll go over Pats on the ass. And uh, Kevin Zeitler of the Baltimore Ravens is going to join us in just a bit. Also a rumor that maybe uh, somebody else might stop by at some point this morning. Just uh, not, not, again, one of those things that would be great for us, not necessary for everybody else. But, you know, we like those too. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Experience the best in Kamado Grilling, a complete outdoor cooking appliance. The Ginsu Kamado Grill allows anyone to sear, grill, bake, and smoke all types of food. Designed for efficiency and function, the Ginsu Kamado Grill upholds the enduring legacy of the iconic Ginsu brand. The Ginsu Kamado Grill is perfect to cook all year round, is great for parties, and ideal for tailgating with your friends. Reserve your Ginsu Kamado Grill today at ginsugrills.com and get $100 off on your pre-order when you use the promo code tailgate that's ginsugrills.com reserve yours today Stan the Fan here, welcoming back one of my favorite sponsors, the Costas Inn. And everybody around Baltimore knows the Costas Inn is a great place to go and grab crabs, steaks, salads, soups, whatever's on your mind to eat in person. But did you know that the Costas Inn has upped their game? They are now one of the premier takeout places in Baltimore. Give them a call now to order your food, 410-477-1975. That's the Costas Inn, over 4100 North Point. Boulevard. Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. See Olympic athletes in action as the nation's best horses and riders compete in one of the world's premier equestrian events at the Mars Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill, presented by Brown Academy, October 13th through 16th in Cecil County. Don't miss the breathtaking excitement of the dynamic cross-country competition or the elegance of dressage and precision of show jumping. There's also great shopping and activities, including a fresh food fest, corgi race, and a beer, wine, and spirits showcase. So come enjoy a beautiful fall day at the Mars Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill, presented by Brown Advisory, October 13th through 16th. Learn more and buy tickets at Maryland5star.us. 
The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Bo Smolka profiles Ravens tight end Mark Andrews' path to NFL stardom, from his late decision to play the sport full-time through having to overcome type 1 diabetes and more. Also, inside, we introduce you to football players at Maryland, Navy, Towson, and Morgan State. And we give you everything you need to know for betting football this season. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores. And you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of demos, ravens, and terps at PressBoxOnline.com. The Baltimore County Police Department is hiring. Entry-level officers start at close to $59,000 a year with a $10,000 bonus. Some restrictions apply. Plus a great retirement plan, medical, dental, and vision insurance, advancement to specialized units, tuition reimbursement, 15 sick days earned per calendar year, and even further incentives for military members and veterans. If you have a passion for service and want a career for life, visit joinbaltimorecountypd.com or call 410-887-5542. You must be a United States citizen, possess a valid driver's license, and have a high school diploma or GED equivalent. The Baltimore County Police Department is an equal opportunity employer. If you can't listen or watch live, you can subscribe to the show via Spotify, Amazon, or Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star review while you're there. Or, if lying isn't your thing, we'll take a a three-and-a-half-star review, too. Hey, we're still trying to nail down the official timing and plans for the next Tyus Bowser show. We will have an announcement, I think, in the coming 24 hours. We believe it'll be next week. We're just trying to nail down everything, so stay tuned. We will get that announced. The Tyus Bowser Show is a pro- partnership of Pressbox and Great Eights Memorabilia. It's brought to you by our friends at Maryland Vascular Specialists and the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. Pressboxonline.com slash Bowser to find out more. And again, we should. I'm hoping in the next 24, 48 hours at most, we will have an announcement about next week and the Tyus Bowser Show. Let's quickly, before we chat with Kevin Zeitler, let's dish out our pats on the ass for the week. You know the rules. Pick five Ravens, rank them five to one, who's most deserving of praise for their performance in a Ravens victory. Two must be offensive players, two must be defensive players. The fifth can be whoever you'd like, as T.I. might say. Rank them five to one, number one being your man of the match. I will go first, my number five this week, Jason Pierre-Paul. Um Look, I, I get it that I am I'm grading on a curve, right, because I'm acknowledging that I'm basing this off what my expectations were for Jason Pierre-Paul. It's not as if he's been you – know, Kadri was kind of a little over the top. He was quite glowing, the Ravens' <laughs> edge rush. I'm like, okay, I mean, that wow. And they did play well, there's no doubt. They, they definitely – The Bengals' offensive line. Yes, which we know stinks. Um, but Jason Pierre-Paul, man, I didn't have any expectations for him at all, and he has been helpful. He has been a 33-year-old dude, no preseason, no training camp, getting thrown into the mix. He has – Helped. He, He's been a player since he arrived. He played the most snaps on that front line outside of Oway uh, last night. I mean, he's two. What he had two pass deflections. I yep. think. Yep. And a and sack. A sack. Tackle for loss. One hundred percent. He was my number four. Okay, I'm fine um, with that. And my number five, Devin Duvernay. It's I my thought, number four. How about right. that? Look at us. Yeah, I like that. We're using him as Debo. I hope. I mean, that should be something that we've had been doing. Hopefully, this sticks around now. Even when Bateman gets back, hopefully sooner rather than later. Uh, but you know, he showed that. I mean, he was wide open on one touchdown, or what? What should have been a touchdown. And uh, even though he was the only receiver worth covering uh, last night, and he was still getting open, and he made himself he made himself a factor. So I thought, I, and he just does everything. So I, I love that they use him in the backfield. He returns kicks. He's he's a great risk. Well, great might be a strong word, but he's been he's been a very serviceable, really good receiver this season. So I, 
Look, like man, Devin Duvernay. They needed him desperately. They needed somebody to step up. They needed somebody to offer something, and Devin Duvernay did. Uh, I don't want to oversell it. I don't want to make it. I, I, I'm I'm loath to even use Devin Duvernay's name in the same sentence as Debo Samuel. I understand what you're trying to say, but I'm loath to do that because let's keep it in our pants a little bit. Um, but they needed somebody to step up. They needed somebody to offer um, something as a threat with Rashad Bateman off the field. Devin Duvernay has had has been solid all season. So, you know, this was much needed from Devin Duvernay last night. Again, not overwhelming, not, you know, a brilliant performance, but a much-needed performance. So Devin Duvernay was my number four because of it. My number three is Marcus Peters, who um, was intimidating, was physical, was exactly what they needed. Going up against Jamar Chase, he was tackling. He was making sure tackles in the backfield in big situations. A second play of the game, um, after they had gone underneath the Jamar Chase on the first play and they picked up a first down, Marcus Peters was like, that ain't going to happen again. <laughs> like we're not, We ain't doing that again. That ain't going to be the way that this goes. Um, obviously, the breaking up the Philly special play, that was a huge turn. Now they got back amazing. down there and they decided to go for it on fourth down, but uh, just a lot of good from Marcus Peters last night. I know he got called for the pass interference that was a little, uh, you know, I didn't like it. there was a hands-to-face call in there, too. It wasn't perfect from Marcus Peters, but I thought he was really, really good. He was my number three. He was my number two. Okay. Um, my number three was uh, Mark Andrews. He's my number two. How Ties. about that? <laughs> Tyus Bowser bump continues. I mean, he's. I mean, but it was Mark Andrews. Hard for him to really have. Yeah, he's very good. Bad game. Correct. Um, and he's been incredible. I mean, we keep saying it. I don't know what we're gonna do. What we would do without him. And you know, once again, I, weird strategy for the Bengals. You know, just leaving him wide open in the red zone. Um, so that doesn't seem to be something I would do necessarily. Yeah. Uh, but he made him pay, and uh, that's what Mark Andrews does. So number three for me, Marcus Peters, my number two. Um, yeah, flip flop him. Marcus Peters, my number three. Mark Andrews, my number two. I mean, he was the offense in the second. Like, he was, when you say thank God, like, no, seriously, thank God they have Mark Andrews. Thank God they had that dude on the field. Uh, we joked with him last week when he was out for the Tyus Bowser show about him being a football psychopath. He was a football psychopath last night. That's exactly the guy they needed um, when they didn't have a lot going for them. Mark Andrews, to me, was... Uh, you know the funny thing we do man of the match on the uh, the post game show and I actually made Mark Andrews my man of the match. Ironically, I think we both know who number one yeah. is. Um, I I would actually say like in a weird way I do still think Mark Andrews was more important to the victory. I just kind of have to acknowledge the other thing. Like I j- I just need to do it. Um, you know, but I would also argue that your best football players outside of Lamar Jackson stepped up in a big way last night. The like the the guys that I think we all acknowledge are the the other best at their position players in on this roster were both massive in last night's game because you know clearly Nick Moore is number one. Um, no, look, Justin I'll Tucker. I'll say Jordan Stevens. Yeah. first game winning hole. That's right. It was, a, it was a great interview from Justin Tucker <laughs> after the game. Yeah, you know at that point I'm just a system kicker. anybody, anybody <laughs> could kick. Like you just know he had thought about that during the week. Like you just know. Like, hey, if I kick a game winner on Sunday night, I'm going to say something stupid like I'm a system kicker. Anybody could make the kick. Like, you just know he was going to do that, and, and, and he does pull it off without even smiling. Like, it, good for him. Look, man, it's Justin Tucker. I don't know what else there is to say. It's Justin Tucker. It's Justin Tucker. I do I, – I, I mentioned last night, it scares me the thought that one day there's not going to be I a know. Justin Tucker. Like, there, that day will come eventually. There will be a day – 
where the Ravens have the same problem as everybody else does. We have been so spoiled for the last decade to just assume everything is automatic. To just say, yeah, line them up for a 60-yarder, you're good. Which is insane. Like, it's insane that that's the way that we feel. We've been so spoiled by it that we've almost lost touch with reality when it comes to kicking in the NFL because of it. But, you know, bless the man. He's extraordinarily good at what he does. And he came through in a massive way again, again, it completely changes the way that you go about. I'll say this too: what it was, forty-three was what they called the game winner, correct? Uh, yes, yeah, I think so. They called it either forty-three. I think it was forty-three, not forty-four. Um, I, in a real-world scenario, once the Bengals have burned all their timeouts, I still think it's bold that you didn't even bother trying with all of your timeouts to try to get another couple of yards just to make life a little bit easier. I still think that, like, we... Or move the ball, put it... Like, that's... Mm-hmm. The way they're able to approach things because they know what they've got. And by the way, the snap wasn't perfect, necessarily. So give credit to Jordan Stout. Um, I know Justin Tucker was laughing about, you know, his first game-winning hold. But, like, I do think that he had to do a little bit of work there. Um, it, it's It's insane that there's not even a thought of hey, maybe let's try to get three more yards. Let's try to get five more yards. And I get it. The distance is never going to be the problem with Justin Tucker. But even if you say the distance isn't the problem, you still like to have more of the goalposts to look at in those situations. Uh, There was somebody who does those next-generation stats. I don't remember which of the stats guys it was. Pointed out that where he put the ball between the uprights on that kick, if – if it was like a what a half a yard, a half a yard wide. If the goalposts were a half a yard wide, if it was the length of a football, up, yeah, Justin was. Tucker still would have made the kick last night, which is wild. But look, man, he made four kicks. He made a fifty-eight yarder. He made one at the gun. I get it. Justin Tucker has to be man of the match because of it. Yeah, thought Geno Stone had a good game. So did uh, Pepe Williams. Geno stepping in for Marcus Williams. Well, hopefully, he can continue to yeah play well. Yep. No question. No question. All right, let's get to uh, some of everybody else's. Get me yours, at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter. We'll continue to share them throughout the day. From Callum, five Lamar, four Marlon Humphrey, three Marcus Peters, two Mark Andrews, one Justin Tucker. And wants to give an honorable mention to Ronnie Stanley. No, you get to pick five. Stop cheating. Here's my issue, right? Um, In trying to determine who the five players are that are most responsible for winning, I can make the argument that Lamar Jackson deserves to be on the list, right? Got the ball back, calmly, deftly moved them down the field, mixing up runs and then passes to Mark Andrews. I can make that argument that that alone makes him deserving of being on the list. And maybe I'm doing too much of grading on a curve with Lamar Jackson, and maybe I'm saying, hey, if he's not spectacular, I can't put him on my list, and that's unfair to him because... Sometimes you just need to be good enough. But I just really thought he was uneven last night. And I thought that the the totality of his night was not enough for him to make the list for me. Um, which isn't to say that I I don't like Lamar Jackson. I damn well love Lamar Jackson. I pay him a boatload of money. But I just thought uniquely last night he wasn't quite good enough for me to be on the list. Uh, John Proctor, five. Justin Tucker, dude makes 58 yards look easy after 10 seasons. Other teams would love to have his consistency and ability at their disposal. And because we're used to it, he's only my number five. 
Not impressive enough. Wow. Uh, number four, Marcus Peters. Jamar Chase had a modest stat line for Jamar Chase against the Ravens, anyway. Uh, Peters also blew up the double reverse, stopped the Bengals' momentum in the second half. Yeah, that was a big play. Number three, Ronnie Stanley. Noticeable difference in snaps with Stanley and snaps without. I hope he has no setbacks and is ready to help this run game get rolling again. Number two, Jason Pierre-Paul. Quickly established himself as a presence on this defense. Looking forward to get, uh, teams adjusting to account for him and opening up opportunities for other guys. And number one, Devin, this is an interesting list from Proctor. Number one, Devin Duvernay. I was concerned about Bateman being out, he, but Duvernay brought some serious spark to the offense. Reminded me a bit of Debo in San Francisco. I don't like, I don't like using those in the same sentence. I just don't like putting those two names in the same sentence. That scares me a little bit. Uh, from Spencer, number five, JPP. Number four, Mark Andrews. Number three, Lamar Jackson. Number two. Mm, oh, uh, Marcus Peters and number one, Automata, Automata Tuck, Justin Tucker. I'll get to more of yours. Continue to get them to me at Glenn Clark Radio, and we will share ours with you in a bit at glennclarkradio.com. This man, a big part of the Ravens' win last night as they defeated the Bengals 19-17. He's been one of our favorites for a long time. He is Ravens offensive lineman Kevin Zeitler, and he's back with us now here on GCR. Kevin, it's Glenn. It's great to chat with you. Thank you for taking time for us. And what was a long night for you guys last night? Yeah, absolutely. You know, those night games go late. But, hey, when you get a victory, it's worth it. Right? Like, that's I, I got to imagine when you wake up this morning, you're like, oh, God. this, And then like, it just feels completely different when you were celebrating instead of lamenting. Uh, 100%. Completely different feel for everyone in the building and makes everything easier today. All right. So I saw a tweet from your wife last night. She said, football just consistently takes years off my life. Now, I've talked to you a handful of times at this point, and you are one of the most even-keeled dudes I've ever known. Um, is Mrs. Zeitler not quite as even-keel as you are in handling you guys and when you're playing? <laughs> I'm sure it's a different, uh, you know, experience, you know, being out there versus watching it. But, uh, you know, she handles it pretty well. Okay. <laughs> okay. Because you don't seem like the type. Like, And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you'd say, hey, there actually are times. You seem like the type that no matter what the circumstances are, you're exactly the same. Like, I've, you never seem like the type that gets two up, two down. Do I miss anything because I don't get to be down there on the field with you guys? Are there times where you're like, nah, dude, if you were down there, you would see – I'm I'm more of a maniac than maybe I am when I'm talking to you on the phone on a Monday. I mean, occasionally, but, you know, the goal is always, you know, keep the same mindset, keep calm no matter what happens. And, you know, that usually uh, puts you in the best position. Yeah, it pays off pretty well for you. It's worked out okay for you during your career. Um, uh, last night, just in general, you know, you guys have been through some ups and downs this season. Um, how good did it feel to get a finish, to be the team that was on the field putting the drive together and, and, and dictating the game on your terms. Um, it was good. You know, um, obviously it's never fun to go down late in the game, but I was happy with how we uh, responded and, uh, you know, we were able to get that victory out of it. What, what's the conversation like for you guys in those circumstances? Is it, you know, is it, oh man, this is exactly where we want to be. I, I feel like a lot of Ravens fans were feeling that in the moment. Like, Hey, yeah, you don't, you don't want to give up a touchdown in that spot, but Two minutes left, Lamar Jackson, Justin Tucker, you know, all your timeouts. I, did you guys have that confidence of, okay, this is exact. We, if we can be this team in every game, we're going to win every game. Um, you know, yeah, I think um, we have confidence in all the guys on the field, you know, whether O-line, receivers, running backs, Lamar. 
you know, when we're out there, we believe we can get it, whatever we need to get done, done. And obviously we were able to pull it off last night, which is a great feeling. How good did it feel to get the run game going a little bit more last night? Uh, it felt good. You know, I think as an alignment, you always want the run game yeah. to keep going and you'll be able to run, you know, all four quarters. I understand that. I understand. Kevin Zeitler is with us here on GCR. Is there a part of you, like, I know when you came here, I remember talking to you that morning when you signed in Baltimore about, like, how much fun it is to play bully ball and, you know, for an offensive lineman to be that guy. Is it the type of thing that, like, gets your juices flowing? Like, oh, that's the game plan this week? Hell yeah. Like, that's what I'm here for is to go push some dude down the field a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, just, you know, when you know that's the game plan, you know you're not going to shy away from it. I think it's just a good confidence booster for the whole team and helps you, like, set up everything else. Did you guys have any fun with Ronnie last night? Did you, like, hey, who, who's this guy? Did you do, Did you guys have any fun with him having him back out on the field? Oh, absolutely. You know, it's <laughs> great. You know, he was able to overcome so much, you know, having all those surgeries and being able to come back, you know. Just getting back out there is a huge victory in and of itself, and I can't wait to watch him, you know keep getting better and keep getting acclimated and it's only going to help us no doubt no doubt i mean that guy obviously we know how good he is uh, kevin zeitler with us on gcr um kevin when you guys are lining up on fourth and inches are, are in your mind are you like hell yeah dude we're, we're doing this again let's go this is the way it's going to be were you maybe not or maybe relieved when the timeout was called like hey it might be smarter for us to take the points like what was the thought process for you in that moment uh, basically, whatever uh, gets called, gets called. You know, we believe, you know, if the coaches believe we can do it, we believe we can do it. And, you know, whether we uh, went for it or not, you know, I had uh, faith if we could get it done. And obviously, you know, we chose the points this time, and it all worked out in the end. It's all that matters, ultimately. But the end result really is the only thing that matters in those moments. Um, have you guys handled the ups and downs, right? Like, have you guys been able to stay completely even keel? Like, we talked to you. We know you're even keel. We understand that you're that guy. But as a team, you know, everything that's gone on this season, I know there's been frustration and blown leads, things like that. How were you guys able to block all that out and just go play a football game last night and beat the Bengals? Um, I mean, I think it's just uh, credit to our team. You know, we have so many different uh, personalities, different types of experience, veterans, young guys. And I think, you know, right now we're just all, you know, we've been trying to figure it out, try to figure out how this team's going to function. And, you know, obviously it's been disappointing a couple times, but I think, you know, we're just improving every week and we're going to keep getting better. And that's the plan. What you just said, do you feel like you're becoming the team? Like you're moving in that direction of the team that you guys want to be? Like as important as it is to be good in week five, like I think one of the things we can point out a lot, it's even more important to be good in, you know, January of a football season. Do you feel like that's the trajectory that you're on at the moment? Um, You know, I like to think so. You know, we have a lot to do. We have a lot to get better at all sides of the ball. So it's on us, you know, to come to work every day and uh, keep improving and find ways to keep being creative and new. Uh, I have no doubt that since you arrived in Baltimore, you've had a lot of people in your life ask you what it's like to be around Justin Tucker because he's this like enigma within the sport where he's a, a kicker, yet he's become like a legitimate celebrity in this country. Um, when that dude is on your team, what is it like? Um, it's nice. I'm, a, I, I'm uh, not sad that he's on our team. <laughs> and, uh you know, it's just the way he goes about his business. You know, he wants to be in that situation. He wants to put it on his shoulders, and 
You know, I'm uh, willing to let him do that. I mean, I understand he's quite good at it. I, I get he's still a kicker, but do you ever like Marvel? Like anybody that that is that good at their job? Like you know, we talk about him. Whatever your job is, whether you're a you know a salesperson, whatever you do, someone who's that good at what they do, is there a joy that you take from being able to watch that guy be this good at what it is that he does? I mean, absolutely. You know, you lo- everyone loves to see no matter what form or fate. They love to watch. You know, greatness happening and uh you know tuck is definitely the epitome of that right now in the kicker world um there's a there's a game coming up this coming sunday that i imagine might be a little little bit different i know you're an even keel dude but um i'm imagine you still got some friends up that way and some people that matter to you in your life when you go up there this weekend what is it going to mean to you going up against the giants on sunday um, it's gonna be a real tough battle. I mean, I know a bunch of the guys over there. They're very, you know, we always knew there was a lot of talent over there, and obviously, I'm happy for them that they've got things getting turned around up there. Um, it's gonna be a heck of a challenge. Uh, we know you're a meat man. It's a late night. Do you eat after the game at like one in the morning last night? Uh, you know, a little bit here and there, but I don't know if it's the adrenaline or all, you know, just the excitement from the game, but. You know, it's actually pretty hard to eat right after. Okay, all right. I mean, it's, it's hard for anybody to eat when you're trying to get to bed. You're trying to get your life. Do you, do you what do you allow yourself when you have a late night game? Like, what do what is on the menu maybe after a victory on a Sunday night? It's... Honestly, with the sense of Sunday nights, whatever is available. Like, okay. uh, nothing's open. Things closed, so it's whatever uh, what? you know we have around. What did you guys find? Well, I want to know what you guys find last night. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Uh, let's see. What did I have last night? I think I found some leftovers in the fridge. That's like it. some, like, uh, from a couple of days ago. <laughs> this is this is the sexy uh, nature of the NFL, right? It's, you get a big win on Sunday night, yep. and you're just like, y'all go have some leftovers afterwards. Hey, man, I, you know, they, I, pro- I imagine after a win like that, they actually tasted quite good, right? It's, Absolutely. That's the right. Ra- that's the way it works, dude. He is Kevin Zeitler. Big win for the Ravens last night, obviously against the Bengals. They now get ready for the New York Giants. Kevin, I feel like I've asked this question before, and the answer is always no, nah, man. But I'm going to ask it again. Is there anything I can plug for you? Anything you, Mrs. Zeitler, have going on that you'd like to talk up? Uh, no, not really. <laughs> I, I, it's been the same answer every time I've asked. And I'm going to keep asking just in case, because one of these weeks you're going to be like, you know what, stunningly, actually there is. Um, we're going to continue to tell yep. everybody uh, you can follow Kevin at kzite 70 on Twitter. Um, oh, man, I didn't even see these. Uh, what are, what are the, Jord- the Jordan 3s? Oh, my God, those look amazing. Wait, hang on. What size shoe are you, Kevin? Uh, 15. Oh, my God. How do you get size 15 Jordan? Like, what process do you have to go through to get those shoes? Um, I mean, honestly, the only way these days you have to, like, go on a StockX or Goat or something. Yeah. Because you walk the store, they're never available. Oh, my God. So, there you yeah, are. They look good, though, dude. <laughs> they look really good. That is a good-looking pair of shoes. Hey, man, I uh, appreciate you. I know it was a late night last night. Thank you for buzzing in this morning. Congratulations on a great win, and we'll see you out there this week. All right? Sounds great. It's Kevin Zeitler of the Baltimore Ravens joining us after uh, they get a good win over the Bengals last night. One of the most even keel humans I have ever come across in my life. Like very, just playing football. That's what I do. That's the way it goes. And he's been very good, obviously, since he arrived in Baltimore. Been one of the Ravens' um, better uh, free agent acquisitions in recent years. Of course, so was Marcus Williams. It's a bummer that <sighs> he's out, but uh, 
such is life. You move on. You uh, got to roll with the guys that you got. That's the way that it goes. All right, uh, a couple more uh, pats on the ass that have come in from Shanna. Uh, number five, Pepe. Number four, Mark Andrews. Three, Marcus Peters. Two, Devin Duvernay. One, Justin Tucker. I did um, – I look, when they see Pepe, they're going to throw at him. That's the way it's going to go. Because what are your options, right? We could throw at Marcus Peters. We could throw at Marlon Humphrey. Or we could throw at this dude. They're going to throw at him. That's the way it's going to go. So if he's going to be on the field more moving forward, he's going to have to expect they're going to throw his way. But um, he held his own. There's no doubt. Uh, Brian, five Peters, four Marlon, three Lamar, two Andrews, one Justin Tucker. Uh, yes, hello. I thought you were going to say, I thought he meant he said he had five Marcus Peters. Like, oh, just my Marcus yeah, Peters, Marcus yeah. Peters, Marcus Peters. Peters. Dylon, yeah. Dylon, 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 Dylon. Uh, he spits hot fire, the five greatest rappers of all time. Uh, from Nick, five Lamar, four Peters, three Jason Pierre-Paul, two Tucker, or two Andrews, one Tucker. So a lot of a lot of the same yes. names coming in on this one this week. Also wants to give an honorable mention to Patrick Queen uh, for catching the interception this time. I did Look, I, I still thought that Patrick Queen had a mixed bag last night, but that I did think was a... I don't. I think we lose how big of a play that was after the Ravens failed on fourth down, and after having blown a ten point lead, the momentum was very much on the side of the Bengals. So we're we're doing a bit of a Bronx cheer thing when we credit Patrick Queen, like, oh, you finally caught one. But I think we might be missing the significance of the moment. That like we used to do a segment on the show called the five plays that determine the game. We would go back over. This was when I could go back and do more film watching and rewatch games. Um, and it was to say these these five plays to me tell the story of why the Ravens won. And if we were still doing that segment, I'm pretty sure that would be number one. That was the moment to me when the game was in the biggest jeopardy. The way things had gone in the second quarter after the interception, sliding away from the Ravens, then failing on fourth down, like this, the game was going the wrong way. That was a huge play. So I get we're kind of giggling about it because, oh, you finally made a play, huh? But I think when we do that, we miss just how important that was. That completely changed the game last night. I actually think there's more of an argument for Patrick Queen to be on the list than just, you know, kind of obnoxiously throwing him on there because we're mad that he dropped the two in the last week a couple of weeks kz uh five mike mcdonald okay all right i mean the defense was very good last night i'm i'm with it four peters three jason pierre paul two lamar one justin tucker sorry kz you cheated i gotta take i'm sorry you cheated you cheated he should lose a point in the picks uh yeah right <laughs> i gotta deal with that kz cheated uh paul and ovi lando five ronnie stanley for finally playing four jason pierre paul the sack Multiple passes batted down. Three Mark Andrews. He caught everything. Two Marcus Peters. Uh, refs let the cornerbacks play aggressive, and he took advantage. Num- uh, made a great play on Boyd on in the third quarter, no doubt. And number one, Justin Tucker. All right, yes, continue to get me yours at Glenn Clark Radio. We come back in. Our pal Jeremy Kahn is going to join us. He's back. It's Glenn Clark Radio. The Baltimore County Police Department is hiring. Entry-level officers start at close to $59,000 a year with a $10,000 bonus. Some restrictions apply. Plus a great retirement plan, medical, dental, and vision insurance, advancement to specialized units, tuition reimbursement, 15 sick days earned per calendar year, and even further incentives for military members and veterans. If you have a passion for service and want a career for life, visit joinbaltimorecountypd.com or call 410-887-5542. 
too. You must be a United States citizen, possess a valid driver's license, and have a high school diploma or GED equivalent. The Baltimore County Police Department is an equal opportunity employer. Come experience Maryland's number one sportsbook this NFL season at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, the ultimate place for any sports enthusiast. Take advantage of our 24-7 kiosks, massive video screens, and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. With more money paid out than anyone around, make every moment more at the new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. Glory Days Grill's Oktoberfest menu is now running. It's one of their most popular seasonal menus all year. It features the chicken schnitzel, the Oktoberfest brewer's platter, the brewer's sausage sandwich, the Bavarian burger with a pretzel bun, the cheddar ale soup, the slam dunk pretzels, and the apple cobbler. All of these meals pair well with Oktoberfest beers and Angry Orchard on draft. Dine in or order online at glorydaysgrill.com and pick up your favorites to take home. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Have you been to Guilford Hall Brewery? Located in Baltimore's Station North neighborhood, Guilford Hall Brewery breaks the craft brew mold with their great handcrafted microbrews and amazing Bavarian-style food selections. Join Guilford Hall seven days a week for Orioles, Ravens, and all of your favorite college games. Make plans now to watch the big games, play trivia, or bring your dog for yappy hour. They even have free valet service on Friday and Saturday nights. Go to guildfordhall.com for a complete schedule of events, beer listings, and food and drink specials. We'll see you at Guilford Hall Brewery. Tune in to Simply the Bets every Tuesday and weekend at Bookies every other Thursday at 11.40 a.m. And if you really have nothing better to do, keep listening to this show, too. Always seems just inappropriate. The guy runs the company. I can't believe he would say that. Hey, today's show, or uh, you know what? Actually, let me remind, remind you that to, to later today, Stan the Fan Charles and Ross Grimms are going to catch up with the great Ken Singleton, 6 o'clock. Facebook Live, facebook.com slash Sports. Talk some MLB playoffs. Obviously, the wild card round is in the books. Bummed for Buck. That sucks. I, really kind of crazy how everything just fell apart for the Mets over the last couple weeks of the season. Really just wild. But I'm guessing Stephen Cohen's just going to go spend another billion dollars this offseason and try to go after it again next year. Uh, takes nothing away from the job that Buck Showalter did. But they'll talk about that. They'll talk about the Orioles. Uh, Stan the Fan, Ross Grimsley, and Sweet Swingin' Kenny Singleton. Coming up, 6 o'clock tonight, facebook.com slash Sports. And speaking of Ross Grimsley, great to have him back with us right now here on GCR. Ross, uh, looking forward to hearing you and Stan talking to Ken Singleton later. Thanks for taking the time for us. Yeah, it's going to be cool, man. We're going to have a good time hanging out, you know, doing all different types of things, talking baseball, of course, talking ladies, but, uh, you know, I love the ladies. What's up, man? Hey, buddy. How you doing? Everything good? I'm good, man. I'm good. And just to piggyback off what you were talking about, it shows the difference between the Mets closing it out and getting a seven-game series where you have the chance to see Scherzer and DeGrom four times. Right. Or getting a three-game series where you're going to see him twice. You say, hey, realistically, we got to beat him once to get through this. And 
that's exactly what they did. Nope, that's the way it works. Um, I don't feel I don't feel good at all. By the way, this is Jeremy Kahn. I think everybody knows that. <laughs> Jeremy hey, man. What? Oh, yeah. I'm off. Oh. 105.7 The Fan. I don't think – like I, nothing about what I saw this weekend gives me any more confidence that the Padres have any chance in hell against the Dodgers. Like that's the crazy – like I saw nothing this weekend that makes me say – uh, maybe the pod, maybe this could be the time for the Padres. Like this is this is Charlie Brown and the football with them. Like they're gonna do this, and then they're gonna turn around and get their ass handed them by the Dodgers. That's the way it works. And that's what the Dodgers did to them all season. I mean, like it, it, if all if in all honesty, we we look at uh, the Padres. I mean, they have a very good starting staff as far as their pitchers go, with the ability to go. I mean, Musgrove, who should have probably been game one starter, but you Darvish was so good down the stretch and the way the pitching matchups took place, um, it's hard to argue with any of it. But, you know, they, they still have Sean Manaya who hasn't been great this year, and they have other options to go to as far as starters go. Um, and in the hitting lineup, I mean, you have Juan Soto, who hasn't really hit as well as we thought he would with the Padres, like he did with the Nats, but it, that could take off in any given moment. So they have power. Yeah. It's just you're running into the best team in baseball, and it's not even close. And the only team I think that realistically could knock off the Dodgers it's probably the Astros or the Braves. Yeah, so, I agree. Um, you know, and I, look, anything can happen in a series. I'm just saying if I were betting it, I I wouldn't bet anybody to beat them except for the Astros or Braves, unless I, there's some team that gets hot. By the way, how about the Braves doing it again with Strider? Like how – oh, my God. they're this is, in, this is a clinic what they're doing right now. Yeah, $75 million for a six-year extension for a guy that had a – uh, strikeout rate over 30%, which is so difficult That's to do insane. for almost the entire season. Um, and they've got everybody locked up for, like, you know, that we talk about a window in football, and you, you don't necessarily need to think about a window in baseball as long as your payroll is fine and your players don't get hurt. But in football, you clearly have a window. They have set up in baseball a window where they should be, if not the best team, one of the best teams in the sport for the next six to seven years. It's insane. I mean, so. it's, it's absolutely insane. And I get there's maybe a little bit more risk with a pitcher than there is with a position player, but still, for, for that, that number is not – it doesn't make it unworth – you can live, you can survive if you're wrong somehow – giving that number out to a pitcher. And it's first of all, the, the, to your point, he's been so good this year that you don't feel like it's that much of a risk. But even if it is, that's not a number that's going to doom you in any way. That's an extraordinarily reasonable number. No, you're, you're, you're avoiding a bunch of arbitration years. Yep. A couple extra ones. And honestly, it's what I want to see the Orioles do with, oh, with Adley and Gunner. Like, so badly, I want to... I want to see that happen because I think it makes sense. I'm, I'm writing for uh, Pressbox's print issue. I'm doing an Orioles column, and I, I come into like I love the idea of them spending money, and I have I have some questions about. <sighs> we, we didn't get to talk last week. I have I hate when we just say, "Hey, yeah, it's disappointing they didn't make it," but this was really always about next year because I still kind of am troubled by next year individually, just because I don't think they're going to completely overhaul this lineup between this year and next year. And I have a lot of questions about a lot of – I feel, to your point, I feel really good about two guys that are part of this lineup next year. And everybody else I have somewhere between some question and significant question about, right? Like, I don't – It's is it possible that all of Cedric Mullins, Ryan Mountcastle, Anthony Santander, Jorge Mateo, Ramon Uri, like, is it possible that they could all, you know – 
you know, figure it out and be the best versions on themselves next year? Yeah, I guess it's possible. Is it likely? Not necessarily. I think we all would agree they need to add bats to the lineup, but I don't think they're going to move on from all of these dudes in the process. It's just some of the issues I have with next year, and to the point that if they're going to spend money, I'm with you, man. As much as I want to see them be in the market for Carlos Rodon, I don't think that's going to happen. I think he's going to be the most desirable pitcher on the market, and someone like the Mets is just going to say, the hell with it. What's the number? We're going to pay it. Um, but I still think their best way that they can spend money is doing exactly what you're talking about. The best thing they could do for this fan base and for this franchise is to say, we are planting our flag with these dudes. These are the guys, and we're building around them, and we're saying to you very loudly, go buy your Adley Rutschman, your Gunnar Henderson jerseys, because we're going to make sure these guys are here for a while. Yeah, and, and I think, look, I, this is a great shortstop market uh, with names like Trey Turner, yep. Um, you've got Dansby Swanson out there. You've got Carlos Correa, Xander Bogarts, uh, and that's where a lot of people were. We had the Mateo talk, and I kept saying, I think that's the clear spot you can upgrade. Um, but then you're looking at your farm system and saying, when's Jackson Holiday going to be ready? And I don't, I don't think you can, you can pause everything here saying, oh, Holiday will be here in two years. No, I mean, if something happens, you move guys to different positions. There's things that, you know, injuries happen, all kinds of stuff. But for me, what I want to see the Orioles do is I'd love to see them sign one or both to a, a longer-term deal and avoid their arbitration years of Gunner or Adley or both again. And then uh, the guy that I want here is H- Jose Abreu. Mm. I think you get a veteran that can drive and runs in the middle of the lineup. Sure. And ultimately what I think happens, this is my guess, is that we see them make a run at a power-hitting first baseman. If they miss out on that, maybe Mountcastle's back in that same situation. Um, they make a run at one of the shortstops. And then on top of that, I think they end up packaging – um, like a Mountcastle, Hayes, and maybe a prospect and try to go out and get a frontline pitcher or somebody they deem to be a frontline pitcher. Because if you have a power lefty arm with moving the fence back, I think you're in a really good spot for a left-hander to come in here. And maybe it is Rodon they make a run at. Maybe it's somebody else, but um, Pablo Lopez was rumored. Uh, I mean, there are all kinds of names that are out there. So we'll just have to wait and see. I'm in favor. Uh, by the way, I like everything about that. I like everything about that, but to me it starts with lock up your dudes. Make that loud statement to your fan base about who it is that you are going all in on. And there's every reason for us to believe that those are the two guys. All right, here's Jeremy Kahn. Um, we're going to get to the Ravens, I promise, but let me cover two things. One, so I, I don't I don't believe we've talked since the, the whole trip and the, the hurricane and the whole thing. Um, no. What? What? You know, run me through the whole story. So we uh, we got up early. We knew the hurricane was coming out. So the the whole deal was uh, we were going for our anniversary. My anniversary is on October second, and uh, ironically, one of my best friend's birthday is on October second as well. So it was his fortieth that was planned to go to Jamaica. So when my wife and I talked about it, we said, "Well, why don't we go down a few days early so we get some time to ourselves, and then we get the party with the rest of them when they get there." Seven other couples going down. That was our plan. So on Wednesday, we get to the airport at about 5.30 in the morning, um, wait for our flight, get on the plane. The plane's backing out. Some guy stands up and says, hey, my flight got canceled. And then everybody's flight starts to get canceled. Because there's people in there that are coming from New York. Some people were on their way to the Bahamas. Some on their way to Jamaica. We were landing in Fort Lauderdale, which the hurricane primarily hit the west coast of Florida. And Fort Lauderdale's on the east coast. So we were feeling okay. Um, but as soon as that happened, we ended up waiting four hours to get our bags. And because we booked the package, we had to cancel the whole thing. And any other flights out or any other ways to get to Jamaica was going to cost me almost twice as much as the first. 
So we ultimately had to cancel it, and then when my friends flew down, everything was fine, so they all got to experience the week. Oh. So it sucked. They, we were, they, they had a great yeah, time. We were, oh, it's good for them. Good yes, for them, did. right? I'm, good, good I'm for so them. happy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very happy to be here because we went to Philadelphia oh. to make his cousin to have a good time. <laughs> everybody, know, everybody knows if you can't make it to Jamaica, the next best place to be is Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah, running the steps to see Rocky. That's oh, what I wanted to do. Oh, man. Did you, I mean, did you get to do anything while you were there? Like, what, 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 what did you do in Philadelphia? No, I mean, we, we had, like, my wife and I had, like, a little spa day, which was nice. Oh, okay. A couple of massage. All right. Where I just basically told the woman to kick the crap out of me. Um, see, I am I am the opposite. I'm a big Manny Petty guy now. I did, I got one. There's a there's a barber shop that was out in Owings Mills that did Manny Petty's. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, I'll try it. And I swear to God, I said, I'm a Manny Petty guy now, man. Like, I can't, I will never be able to judge my wife again over the money that she spends on these types of things. Because, bro, they feel amazing. <laughs> so, even more important than talking about the Ravens, to me, yes. this is, these are the types of questions. Because I always got the thing from people that said, oh, I'm taking your man card because of that. I'm taking, nope. oh, because I like a delicious drink with an yeah, umbrella co- in it, you want to take my man yeah. card? Have at it, buddy. Exactly Come right. On. If that's what it takes to be a man, I'll happily take something else. What is it about like doing stuff that makes you comfortable, that makes you feel good, and if it's believed to be even the slightest bit feminine, then all of a sudden, ah, give me your man card. By the way, I, it is, I've never presented my man card anywhere. It's one of my favorite memes on the internet now, by the way, which is like somebody will say, dude, this is my homeboy's room. Like, Look how clean it is. Look how, isn't that a little sus? And then somebody will retweet it and say, fellas, is it gay to have a clean room? Like, like it's my favorite thing on the internet. Where like anything you have in your life that's nice or good is is that gay? Like, no, yeah. it's just awesome. Like, imagine. I, I don't get it at all. Like, we did a spot. Like initially, when we were gonna. So here was the other thing. When we called Philadelphia, my wife called this spa place because we were gonna get this like gigantic spa package. I mean, with everything in it that she wants to do, and and I was gonna be in it for the long the long haul too. Like facial like uh, manny petty like you were talking about these yeah. stone massages there was like a mud bath or something like i said let's just go live it up who cares so we were going to do that and then the, we booked it and my wife was like i didn't get a confirmation from him and then she gets a call from some angry russian lady <laughs> saying no we we are closed uh, under renovation you know she's like yelling at her and then some russian guy calls my wife back after we booked the next one saying no we are open and who told you this, Natasha? You know, like they're who like they're screaming at each other. My wife's like, let's just do the the cheaper one instead maybe, of the all day right, thing. Right? So, maybe. Yeah. Maybe not the place for. Us. Yeah, Moulton Squirrel. Yeah. That's pretty good. Whatever. That's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, Jeremy Kahn with us here on uh, Glenn Clark Radio from the Big Bad Morning Show on 105.7. The fan, of course, is picks every day at pressboxonline.com. Um, uh, tell me about. Uh, okay, so I you've been. You've been back. You've stayed in corporate radio for longer than I have. Yeah. When there's an, can I present? I might have an HR issue on my hands. Can I present it to you? Okay. And and see your opinion. Yeah. Um, I worked with someone, uh, and it was a really unprofessional circumstance. Th- this person was disheveled. This person was uh, using language that I think was very inappropriate for a workplace environment. Um, This person was, I mean, just screaming maniacally at the top of his... It was... I I was very uncomfortable with this circumstance. Like, what do I do about that? Because it was somebody I was just... I was working with. How How do I handle that circumstance? Was it Rita? 
Well, no, but she does do a lot of screaming. That is fair. She, I do, and and the language part too. No, this was this was um this was some. I, there were a lot. There was a lot of farting going on. Like a lot of there was oh. a smell. There was an odor that was very disturbing. Um, now I was working with this person last night. This person's name. Hang on a second. I'm trying to remember. I believe it was Peyton. Was this person's name? Oh. Oh, it's my son. He was doing that. <laughs> no, not at all. I you was... were working with my son. That poor thing. <laughs> I, I, um, I did. No, work. because the answer was if it was Rita, you don't you don't get any backlash there. But, right. Right. Uh, yeah, if it's Peyton, definitely go to HR. Yeah, correct. Immediately re- reported. I, okay, so I really did have a moment last night because I didn't even realize. That's the funny part. I had no idea. I get in there last night. I introduce myself to him. And uh, Caleb's like, yeah, you know that's Jeremy's son, right? I'm like, I had no idea, and he's a good dude. I, 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 yeah. He did, he did a great job, by the way. It was, it was very nice work. Believe it or not, he was the one that was a phenomenal basketball player. Which is funny. Um, that is funny. Like, if you just look yeah. at him, you'd be like, mm, I don't know. Um, no, no, no. So I, I had a moment where I didn't know if I should go in, and 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 f with him. And I, I meant to text. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I had too much going on last night. And I meant to text you and see how he would handle it. I had the thought for a second. That maybe I go in there and be like, dude, what the f? Like you come in here looking like this. You come in here. Did you did you pull all the ca-? like? I just go in and I say, we, I might have to send you home. Like I had the thought that maybe if I work with him again, I, I perhaps I, I I mess with him in that way. I don't, but I don't want to get rep- I don't want to get reported to HR though myself. Like I don't know how this works any longer in corporate radio. Like there's a lot of games. To be honest, that we one used of my kids, I'm not even sure they can spell HR, Glenn. So you <laughs> you should be fine to let alone report it to them. <laughs> But <laughs> oh man! All right, I might don't, don't make sure he doesn't know. But I think I'm gonna try to have some fun. If I work with him again, I'm gonna try to have some fun with him. Um, yeah, definitely set him up. I heard he did a good job last night. Yes, so he, did. he did. He did more opportunity. He did a very good job yeah. last night. He did a very good job. Um, all right, so let's talk about the Ravens. I, my like over. I don't. I don't have a big bold statement to make about last night. I'm. I'm still confused by some of the decision making. It worked out for them last night, so I'm I can't freak out about it. But it's it's weird that a week ago they they decided that a two percent win percentage change was enough that they had to go forward on fourth down, and last night a seven percent win percentage change wasn't enough for them to go forward on fourth down. Like I, I'm still confused by some of their decision making. Just a little BS. I think I think that came down from somebody's like like you could still go forward on fourth, but hey, you better. You better lay it up some of the times when we can just take the points and get a W. I wonder. I do so. wonder about that. I really do. I wonder how this week impacted their decision making. But they, you know, they still went for it on fourth and two earlier in the game, and you know, Lamar missed a throw. I just the the process is what interests me. But I don't know. Well, they did what they needed to do to me last night. Like that, I I don't have a big bold statement other than to say they they won a really important game that they needed to win. They do appear to be getting better in certain areas. The defense was better on the whole. The run game was much better on the whole. I'm I'm very concerned about a team if for whatever reason Rashad Bateman's absence continues to linger. Like they don't have much there. There is very yeah. little there. Um, but in, on the whole, I thought it was a needed win, and they played well enough, and that's all that mattered. Also, preparation H is good on the whole. Just so Thank everybody you. knows. Thank you. Uh, Thank yeah. you. Very I'm helpful. Trying. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, it's stupid. Um, no, this is why your son is so successful because of the parenting advice yeah. <laughs> that you've been able to give him. By the way, I was so proud of myself because Ed Ed Norris sent a picture of a you know down in Florida of an alligator swimming through somebody's house near the steps. And he's right. like, "Is this real? Is that a real gator?" And I said, "That is actually an alligator because I can tell by its looks it would rather see you later than after a oh, while." God. And I was so proud of myself for uh, such a terrible dad God. joke. That they all ignored it. That I kept referencing it. They oh. said, "Yeah, we got it. It's 
just not good. Oh, I just thought it was great. God. <laughs> anyway, but that's yeah. But you know, with the Ravens, though, I I do think um, when you start looking at things, the schedule's going to open up. The defense is getting better. The loss of Marcus Williams really sucks. Um, but the the you know the fact that you were able to keep Chuck Clark and you have Kyle Hamilton, somebody should be able to step in. You have depth there. But um, but overall, you know, getting the hell out of Dodge with a W, I think, was a good thing. But I would have understood it more um, going for it in this game as opposed to the last game. I agree. Uh, but you know, uh, and again, I'm like when people talk about analytics, it really bothers me. Like the analytics are not telling you what to do. You ultimately make a decision. The analytics tell you what you have a higher percentage of getting. So it's it's up to you to decide because. Like, for example, they, they had to explain it again yesterday on uh, Red Zone, if you were watching it. Um, what team was it? I think it was Atlanta that, that was down 14. Yeah, it was Atlanta. They were down 14, scored a touchdown, and went for two, and they got it on the first one, meaning when they scored the second one, they, you know, they would win the game, kick the extra point and win the game. Um, but Jerome Boger decided to give Tom Brady some BS, uh, you know, uh, uh, roughing the passer call. So, so that changes the game. But, but the analytics told you that there's better odds of doing it. And there's still some coaches that don't want to do that. They'd rather kick the extra point because it makes more sense to them. Fine. You know, that's, that's what I thought. Like Brandon Staley yesterday going forward on fourth and one and a half yards at midfield. Like he gets bailed out because the Browns are the Browns and right. they miss a field goal at the end and don't pick up enough yards to make it more of a manageable field goal. Um, but he gets bailed out. We saw Matt Rule got fired today. Like, yep. These things happen. Um, coaches are going to – and Matt Rule's owed $40 more million. That's unbelievable. So, uh, that is unbelievable, it's, it's, man. Just, you know, yeah. That's what happens when you keep going after these college guys all the time, man. Like, I, Tell me the last one that really panned out to be great at the NFL level of all these guys that I got mean, the, paid. The, the, I mean, the, truth, the truth is it's Jim Harbaugh. Like, That's the truth. And and by the yeah. way, so well they went right back to college. But he did. I mean, he, he was a play away from winning a Super Bowl. Like we have to give Jim Harbaugh credit. Like they they were very good under Jim Harbaugh in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. But that's that's like the list, right? Like that's about yeah. it. Think of all the other ones. The old ball coach Steve Spurrier. You know, yeah, you Chip had Kelly. Um, even Nick Saban. Even though like they yeah. did, they passed on Drew Brees, had they not made that decision, maybe he's still coaching in the NFL. Who knows? But you know, there have been a lot of these guys that they pay all this money to to come from college, and you're going. Why wouldn't they have? I, and I understand you have to get them to leave. But well, in, in fairness, hang on. Some though. of the contracts are ridiculous. I think we're being a little disrespectful to Urban Meyer. I mean, I think we're being a uh, little disrespectful to bring him up too. Yeah, girl, Herb. That one worked out really well. Yeah, I, the analytics thing is goofy. I was really frustrated by them hiding behind analytics last week. Like the analytics didn't say to go for. It. I, I, I'm that thing last week is going to bug me all season. I don't. I'm not going to get over it. Like you, you really allowed the Bills to get the ball back without the chance of you seeing the ball again. Like, you created a scenario where you could lose the game without seeing the ball. What? 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 Like, I'm never going to figure that decision out. And hiding behind analytics as the reason why you did it, the one thing I concern myself with the Ravens, Jeremy, and their decision-making is that a lot of times it comes off being more emotional than anything else. Like... Like, the decision to try to challenge a spot last week that was never going to get overturned was, I'm frustrated that I didn't like the spot or I thought... But there was nothing that you saw that was ever... We know how impossible it is to overturn spot challenges. Like, it takes an overwhelming amount of evidence to get them overturned. Why piss away a timeout in that moment that you might need later? I it just... I talk about this all the time, man. It's just, there's so much bad decision-making, coaching, you can call it what you want in the league. Like sometimes, A lot of times I watch coaches to see when they use their timeout, and it drives me insane when a coach calls a timeout before the two-minute warning when you have multiple, 
and try to stop the clock there with like 203. Now you've given the offense the opportunity to run a pass play and the same exact thing that happened if they ran a run play, you know? So like there, there are all types of things that coaches do with the, you're going to, you're going to take the penalty. Instead of taking a penalty, you call a timeout when you know you're going to punt it or you're going to kick the field goal or whatever it may be. Um, if the five yards really matter, it's, it's like, it boggles my mind how much they waste and, and, time out. And by the way, the clock management. credit to them last night when they decided they weren't going to go forward and fourth down and not taking a timeout there and instead realizing yeah. just take the penalty instead. I do credit where credit's due. That, that was the much better decision to make in that moment is to take a five-yard penalty and not call a timeout when it's the difference in you know two different versions of a short kick. Like They did get that yeah. right last night. Um, all right, before I fin- I want you to participate in something with me because you told a joke and it reminded me that I, I've, I can't believe I'm saying this. I heard one of the funnier jokes that I've heard in some time uh, recently, and I'm going to share it with you, but it's, it's slightly inappropriate. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to text you the setup, all right? Okay. I'm going to text you the setup. Then I just want you to attempt to answer or just say you don't know, and then I'll give you the answer just to get your response, and then people can wonder what the setup was for the joke, all right? Okay. So I'm texting you the setup for the joke right now. I, I'm not kidding. This is one of the funnier jokes that I've heard in some time. I am straight okay. up. Okay. You see it? I, so, yeah, so I don't know. You can't take a joke. Oh, that is very, very good. <laughs> that's really good, right? Uh, yeah, that's I, re- I do like that a that's lot. That's really a good joke. I heard that from my cousin's 15-year-old son. Nice. <laughs> and oh, I have, I hate going it. places, man. I tell I, you what. I'm telling you right now, I, I'm devastated. He and I, uh, I, I, there's a great kid. He gets together uh, once a month. I go serve breakfast at the Helping Out Mission, and he comes with me. At 15 year old kid wakes up at 5 a.m. one Sunday. He's a great kid, and he tells me terrible jokes constantly, like just terrible, awful jokes. And then he told me this one, and I was devastated by it because it was so funny that I've told it about a hundred times since then. <laughs> Like, yeah, I think I don't know if I told you this. So I, my grandfather has he has Alzheimer's and he's in a I guess it's not a retirement home, but it's a facility, a assisted living facility for him. But there's a woman in there that was one of the first female stand up comics. So she's become like my friend in there. That's she comes awesome. wheeling down and she goes, can I tell you a joke? And, and she tells me all these stories. She was a stand up comedian. She, has, she goes, can I tell you a dirty one? <laughs> it's it's so we trade jokes. And I said, are you? If you're telling me a dirty one, then I'm telling you a dirty one, and you can't judge me afterwards. Bro. I heard some of my favorite ones and some really bad ones as you, well. You, I'm not even kidding. You have to somehow do content with this. Like you have to to video some of this somehow. I don't know okay. like what the rules are. I don't know like if she's in a place mentally where she can you know agree to it. But dude, that is brilliant content. Like that is a am- yeah. if if you're taught to, if you got a, a, a legitimate old lady telling dirty jokes at a nerd like that is. Dude, you do. And she was an actual stand-up comedian. Oh, my like God. Like, one of the first things. I tried to tell her about the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Yeah. I, I think that's how. Yeah. yeah. And she was like, oh, that's really cool. I said, that could be you for all we A hundred percent. Oh, that's yeah. so cool, man. All right. At JamieCon1057 on Twitter. What's coming up on the Big Bad Morning Show this week? Well, Ed comes back tomorrow. Uh, we will have a really fun story in the world of stupid tomorrow that I want everybody to tune in for. It's about a man that can't stop having an orgasm. <sighs> Uh, he has a rare disease that causes, and we have sound from it, and where he hey, had the most inappropriate, like nine of them. Can, can in, we, at a, 
can I ask you what um what's the most significant flaw about a woman that you ignored because you were falling in love or you were like in the honeymoon? I I I bring this up. I did a whole bit earlier in the show about how the Ravens and the wide receiver position are like being in a relationship with a girl who has a really awful sounding laugh that like at, oh. at first because you're you're in so in love and you're you know it's puppy dog and you just don't even notice like all your friends notice you don't notice you're like what are you talking about and then one day you notice and you can't stop noticing and then it's very frustrating because you're like hey this is a great relationship why do i care so much about this one thing like everything's so good why do i care so much about the stupid laugh but you can't help it and it's how i feel about the ravens like i have a very healthy relationship with the ravens they're they've i'm I'm not a I'm not a Lions fan. I'm not a Commanders fan. I have a, a great football relationship, but this stupid wide receiver thing just continues to be like a. So what is the thing? What is the flaw well, that you I, were willing to ignore the most in a relationship? In well, your I life? think there. So there's a couple things here because, uh, like, depending on how good things are in the bedroom and how hot the person mm-hmm. is, you'll be willing to overlook a lot of things. Oh, initially. yes. Yes. And then it eventually wears out. Yep. Um, because I had a girl that I dated that, uh, Ed, Ed, Ed used to say that his ex-wife had a speech impediment that she couldn't say no to other guys. And <laughs> I dated a girl that that same thing was going That's on. Really I didn't find out so late. That's really And then weird. I really debated on, yeah, wait, I really wait, wait, debated wait, wait. on whether or not to go back. Okay, that yeah. to me now. See that—that's easy. Like if it, if it was that was the circumstance, no. Like no, I I cannot. There's there's no way. Yeah. I'm talking more like the the quirky things. Like the quirky, I didn't like. My wife has a lot of these things. She can't say specifically. She says specifically. She says, "I'm not kidding." I know this sounds trashy. She still says to this day. She's 40 years old. She says Valentine's Day. I swear to she God, she might be my soulmate for all I know. Does she go to the library? <laughs> she does. Oh my! I don't think library, but there's a I, there's a few others that if I really thought about it, that that, that she, I swear to God says. But one time she was trying to say obviously and somehow came out boliviously. I was like, because it's from Bolivia. Like what? What are you trying to say here? But those things well, aren't that bad. Like they're not fatal flaws. I can deal with them. They're flaws. They're quirks. I got plenty of quirks. Um, I think I think the quirks thing that drive me nuts are usually like I, audio things set me off. So like trying to do voices, you listen for certain things, and there are there are certain things that um, it's going to sound really like terrible, but like certain speech impediments. To be honest, like my wife, I joke with her because to me she sounds a little like Drew Barrymore when she says purposely or like like what you're talking about, you know, um, where she has like that little bit of a, a list type thing that goes on. She goes, "No, I don't." I said, "It's cute." But like if if it were really bad, I don't know if I could deal with that. I would try to put you know put that out of my mind and then work on it. Um, but I did date. This is another thing. I did date a nymphomaniac once. Wow! Wow! This is true. Wow! Like legitimate. Like like she had been. Yes. Oh my god! <laughs> and now, and you know how everybody says they wanted. Oh, I'd love to date. No, no, you wouldn't because right. you can't. Right. You, you can't. don't have conversations like you think. Like we were out at a Denny's, and I'm like, what do you want to eat? And, you know, it turned into something wow. uh, totally inappropriate. Wow. And I said, so the moon's over my hammy, then, right. right? Is that what we're looking at? Or like, what? Right. You, you just can't have a conversation with somebody then when that's all that they think about wow. all the time. And wow. it, it wears out its well. That is wild, so. man. All right. All right. All right uh, quickly, uh, what would you give up for DJ Moore? Ooh. Um, what would you do for DJ yeah. Moore? Yeah, not bad. I think I would give up some draft picks and um, and possibly a, a player if they're looking for it because 
he's got to be on the outs now when you look at it, right? I would They've think. got nothing to play for now except for a quarterback next year. Maybe they'll suck for Victor Wembanyama. Ah, um, he's so good. Oh my god, he's so good. I was I joked about that because the Coyotes stink and they like they're not even trying. And I was like, well, they're just trying to get you Wembanyama. It makes makes all the sense in the world. <laughs> um, would you give up a first if that's what it cost? I don't think you would have to, but would I? Uh, I mean, I'd have to consider it because that that guy. Look, I would too. He's so good, and he's dying in Carolina. No doubt. I'm with you. And then finally, um, if I could get, uh, Jerome, your thoughts, uh, can you explain the Grady Jarrett call yesterday? Listen, they grabbed Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. He's 45 years old. He had fallen on the ground. I had to throw the flag. He needed to win that game. He you. just got divorced from Giselle. <laughs> We'll see you next week. Well, maybe that divorce or just separate. Yeah, well, it probably. Love you, buddy. Appreciate See you, man. Jeremy Kahn, right. 1057 The Fan. You wanted to see our GCR picks every day at pressboxonline.com. Uh, speaking of picks, take Jeremy Kahn's picks with you when you head down to the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland. You want to make some money. That's the way to do it. Um, how did you do? What was your? I'm trying to remember for the. We, we also do picks for um, Live Casino and Hotel social pages. I'm a mixed bag. I didn't miss anything, but it could have been better. Like I, I, I hit again on the Ravens in the first quarter. That's now three straight. This time that I didn't even. Like a, I, mean, it's a I didn't even say win first quarter this time. Remember, I said very significantly bet the money line on the first quarter because that got you to plus odds. So that was a big winner for me. But I also wanted to parlay that with the first half, and the first half unfortunately ended up being a push. So you get like you didn't lose anything, and you won betting the. If you took mine this week, you'd be coming out on top because you would get a push on the half and a push on the parlay. Um, but unfortunately, you know they had a real chance up ten nothing. I was feeling pretty good about my chances of hitting on the parlay too with the first half. Unfortunately, I only ended up hitting on the first quarter, but I'll still take it. What was yours? Very bad. Oh, no. Did the Middle Tennessee Blue Raiders. Yeah, I got a lot of questions about why you went that way. And because again, I like know, them coming all, come, but They you beat Miami. Not, but then they turned around and lost to somebody. Like, yeah, but that was because, you know, it was kind of like a little, little bit of a hangover from the win over Miami. But you don't know anything back. about these teams. I just don't understand betting in circumstances where you know nothing about them. You have nothing to say for yourself. No, I don't. Yeah, it, was, it was a bad pick. They got blown out by UAB. It was... Well, very bad. Better make for some good content later this week. I look forward to that. Uh, if you're headed down to the FanDuel Sportsbook Live Casino and Hotel. Maybe you can tail my, my picks because I've been yeah, optic fade, the Fade couple. Griffin, right? Oh, you're They're saying no, when we do our picks contest. It's not yeah. a bad idea. You have been uh, much better. Point being, you're going to want to be there for Thursday night football, all day Saturday, Sunday. By the way, there's a fight this weekend, isn't there? There's a... There's a UFC fight? No, it's UFC fight. I know there. I think there's a. a that's, that's all I care about. There's boxing, isn't? There? No, is that maybe sure. the following week? When's Deontay Wilder? When is that? I will find out for eh, you. Whatever. All the fights you can watch them in the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. Uh, what you got to do is email events at sportssocialmd.com in order to reserve your spot. We'll come back in. We'll get a tidbit. We'll get tubular in order to wrap it up. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Have you been to Guilford Hall Brewery? Located in Baltimore's Station North neighborhood, Guilford Hall Brewery breaks the craft brew mold with their great handcrafted microbrews and amazing Bavarian-style food selections. Join Guilford Hall seven days a week for Orioles, Ravens, and all of your favorite college games. Make plans now to watch the big games, play trivia, or bring your dog for yappy hour. They even have free valet service on Friday and Saturday nights. Go to guilfordhall.com for a complete schedule of events, beer listings, and food and drink specials. We'll see you at Guilford Hall Brewery. That first sip. 
that first bite. Mmm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. What's up, everyone? This is Tyus Bowser, and I'm excited to tell you that I'm back with season two of the Tyus Bowser Show in partnership with Pressbox and Great Ace Memorabilia. Join us on Tuesday nights throughout the season as I'll be heading all over town with my special guests. And of course, our co-hosts, Glenn and Rita. What is Rita and Glenn? What is it? I look forward to meeting you guys and talking a little bit about football and a lot about life. And if you happen to miss the show, you can now catch a replay Friday nights on 1057 The Fan. Get all of your details for the Ties Bowser Show right now at pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. It's brought to you by Maryland Vascular Specialists and the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. The 2022 baseball season is in full swing, and the future is brighter than ever for your Baltimore Orioles. I'm Paul Valley, And I'm Zach Goodman. And together we bring you the bat around every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon with everything you need to know about the Orioles and baseball as a whole. From veterans like Cedric Mullins, Austin Hayes, and Ryan Mountcastle, to young stars like Adley Rutschman, Grayson Rodriguez, and D.L. Hall. We've got you covered for every game, every pitch, and every debut. You can watch us at YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline and Facebook.com slash PressBox sports or you can listen at pressboxonline.com slash radio so join us live on the bat around every saturday from 10 a.m to noon right here at press box sports glory days grills oktoberfest menu is now running it's one of their most popular seasonal menus all year it features the chicken schnitzel the oktoberfest brewer's platter the brewer's sausage sandwich the bavarian burger with a pretzel bun the cheddar ale soup the slam dunk pretzels and the apple cobbler all of these meals pair well with oktoberfest beers and angry orchard on draft. Dine in or order online at glorydaysgrill.com and pick up your favorites to take home. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. Check out Jeremy Kahn's daily picks at pressboxonline.com as he tries to find you daily winners. And speaking of winners, here's a man who once won a media curling contest and I don't think anything else. He's Glenn Clark. Allow Griffin Bass to tell you how delicious sausage is when it comes off the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. It is outstanding, and you can try it in action every Ravens home game this season. All you got to do is stop by the Game Day Firehouse is the new location where you can see the press box Ginsu Grill's tent. 1202 Ridgely Street, the Firefighters Union Hall. It's just west of the stadium. Every Ravens home game, you can stop by, try the uh, delicious sausage off the all-new Ginsu Kamado Ceramic Grill. You can win your own, register to win your own Ginsu Kamado Grill and $500 worth of grilling meats at every home game. The Ginsu Kamado Grill is the perfect ceramic tailgate or home grill for searing, grilling, baking, and smoking all kinds of food. Get the details. Reserve yours today. GinsuGrills.com. Use the code TAILGATE and get $100 off your order. Let's get a tidbit as we wind down. Tidbit is brought to you today by the Maryland Five Star this week, starting on Thursday, world-class sporting event right here in our backyard. See Olympic athletes in action as the nation's best horses and riders compete in one of the world's premier equestrian events. It's the Mars Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill, presented by Brown Advisory, October 13th through 16th in Cecil County. 
All right. First off, Rams and the Bengals, both sitting at two and three. I love it. So you, Chris Sims. Whenever anybody says Bengals, it just it warms the cockles of my heart. Bengals. What am I saying it wrong? Yeah, you say Bengals. So I say the Jaguars wrong. It's yeah. And I say, wait, wait, Bengals. Say it's it? not Bengals. Bengals. Ben, like Ben Roethlisberger. Goals. Bengals. There's, there, we we yeah. had to read the book Beowulf. Um, uh-huh. And and there was a there was a girl in one of our class in, in my class who like one one kid was talking about the book and he said like Beowulf and she was like it's Beowulf not Beowulf. It's wait say that again. I, did, I didn't hear the yeah. I couldn't hear the difference. But she's trying to tell you it's Beowulf. I think like, so something like right. that. But it was just like well I understand it's Beowulf, I believe it is Beowulf. supposed to be like Beowulf not Beowulf like I believe it is supposed to be Beowulf but like you got it. It's very difficult to emphasize that. I don't hear the, a difference between Bengals and Bengals. Bengals, Ben, Ben, Ben Gals, the Ben Gals, not, not Ben Gals, Bengals, Bengals, Bengals. You don't hear that difference? I, I guess I can hear it slightly. Bengals, but it's, it's just Ben, Bengals, 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 Bengals. But people around here, you're not the only one. Basically, everybody around here, and Chris Sims last night on television says Bengals, Bengals, be like the band, B A N G L E S, Bengals, Bengals. When I, I don't know why, it just warms the cockles of my heart because I'm like. That's a Baltimore thing to say. The answer is Bengals. That's how you say the name of the team, but Bengals, yes. There is also the Jaguars versus Jaguars thing that goes on. Like, that's the eternal, that's that debate. That's that problem. I, I did not realize I say these names wrong. Jaguars, not Jaguars. I like Jaguars. Of course you do. Of course you do. <laughs> anyway. You know, one that, you know what one drives me really crazy? Because there's apparently no correct answer. Syracuse. 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 Syracuse is how it's spelled. It's not spelled Sarah, S-A-R-A. Right. right. It's spelled S-Y-R-A. Syracuse. It's like when somebody says syrup versus syrup. Ketchup. Like. Syrup. That one doesn't drive me insane. For some reason, that S-Y-R thing drives me crazy. Syrup. It's syrup, but everybody says syrup, of course. That's the way it's said. Fine. I'll live with that, right? Like, accept it. But you can't live with bangles versus bangles? No, 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 because it's a completely different thing. It just makes us look low rent. (laughs) Okay. Um, The Syracuse thing, I, for years, was the only guy. Everybody else, like on broadcasters, that say Syracuse, right? It drives me nuts. It drives me I'm sure as a Towson person. It drives you crazy. Everyone's like Towson. Towson. Townsend. Like, there's a a Z in it. By the way, there's there's local broadcasters that do that, right? Like, Towson. Like, what is that? Where does that come from? It's not hard. This is not a hard thing to pronounce. Like, there's no Z in the word. Yeah. You should be able to say it. So it's always driven me nuts because I'd listen to broadcasters say Syracuse. And I'd be like, where do you see an A? Where do you? Where is that coming from? It's Syracuse. Come to find out, talk to some people at Syracuse. There's officially no actual pronunciation. Oh, okay. There's actually like this. It's an internal raging debate there. And like apparently the president of the school a couple years ago tried to do something about it and like have fun with it and it created a whole like people are very (laughs) territorial about it up there. Like Syracuse or Syracuse. Now there are some um, like everybody says Louisville, correct? And for most of my life I said Louisville, right? It's very much not Louisville. It's Louisville? No, it's Louisville. 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 That's how they say it there. Louisville. Here's one that I always get wrong. I always say Norfolk. Much like the word folks, yeah, they say Norfolk, 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 Norfolk. That's how they say it, kinda and it's like, it's their town. So I'm pretty sure they get to dictate how it is that we say the name of the town. Kind of like Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Uh, yeah, it's the people would say Lancaster, but yeah. it's Lancaster. There's Lancaster. a little bit of that going on there. Um, and Norfolk, and Norfolk. Now th- this happens all the time. Like 
a lot of people say uh, Bowie instead of mm. Bowie because they think of David Bowie, right? Like, if 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 you were a visiting broadcaster doing Double A baseball that came into town, you might come in and tonight so and so takes on the the eerie whatever the eerie whatever the hell's take on the Bowie Bay Sox, right? Like that's something that people would say. But these are bigger towns. Like Louisville's yeah. a big place. Norfolk's a big place. But um, yeah, I've always gotten those wrong. Yeah, the Bengals. I don't know why. It just I, like I don't even. This one actually doesn't make me mad. It warms the cockles of my heart when I hear someone say Bengals. All right, the the Bengals. Bengals. The yes. Bengals. No, <laughs> you were so. You did so this so is the well. third. Anyway, this is the third time uh, that the two teams that played in the Super Bowl are are below five hundred. Uh, they're after their first five games in the season. Last time, most recently, nineteen ninety nine, Denver and Atlanta both started one and four. Coming off of the Super Bowl, interesting. And then in 1988, Washington and Denver both started uh, two and three. Mm. Coming out of the Super Bowl. How about that? Yeah. So Denver falls off after making a trip to the Super Bowl. Um, and then this one yesterday, Tom Brady. Uh, now after winning yesterday, he has a career record of 17 and nine, which is a 6.54 winning percentage when he attempts 50 passes in a game. This one from ESPN Stats and Info, which is uh, all other players in NFL history have a career winning percentage of 206. In those games, they are 124 and 491 and 10 when attempting 50 plus passes in a game. And Tom Brady has won 17 of the 26 games that he's thrown 50 plus. Um, so that is what is going to lead into my tidbit. There are only there are actually only 16 quarterbacks that have ever won three games, like at least three games, when they throw 50 or more passes in a game. I'm I'm gonna guess that Ben Roethlisberger is one. of He them. is one of them. Yeah. Um. And so then there are nine that have won at least four games throwing the football fifty or more times in a game. So can you wait? Name say them? say this. Say that again. So there are nine players that have won four games uh-huh. throwing fifty or more passes total. Total, including with, with the three the three that you said there were three quarterbacks that had done what? Three. You started by saying there are three quarterbacks who have won. Oh, th- three quarterbacks. That have won five games, I guess. Okay. That's did what I said. Okay. You did. So okay. there are nine that have won four. That includes mm-hmm. the three that have won at least five. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I didn't give you the other two that have won five. Um, Tom Brady, you I'm going gra- to guess uh, uh, a world-round uh, good guy, Brett Favre, is on the list. Uh, he only has three wins. What a bum. I mean, other than, other than that, tremendous guy. <laughs> this is the first time i got to really think about whether or not maybe I don't look at Brett Favre in the same way. <laughs> God damn. I mean, what 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 can I believe in any longer? Um, only three wins for Brett Favre. He's three and nine. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers also only three wins. These bums. They're pathetic. Um, whew, boy, Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner not on this list. Uh, this is this is going a surprising way. They're like they're, hang on, they're hang well on. Known. settle well down, settle okay. down. I'm not giving you him. I'm just settle. Down, damn! I know you can get them. Um, yeah, but I was trying to, I was trying to get these like correctly. Mm. Um, Drew Brees, Drew Brees, where did he go? He is on here. Uh, uh, four wins, yes, four, four right. wins for Drew Brees. Four and thirteen in those games. Good start. Uh, Matt Stafford, Matt Stafford, not on this list. He probably lost a yeah, lot. Yeah, he probably of lost games. a lot. Of I bet he threw a lot of fifty <laughs> past, but he probably lost a lot of them. Uh, how about we go Peyton Manning? Peyton Manning, correct, 4-13 as well in games that he has thrown 50 or more passes. How's about, how's about Matt Ryan? Matt Ryan, only three wins. Bum. Sucks. Games. Actually, now at this point, he really does suck. Yeah. Boy, I don't know. 
How about Phil Rivers? Phil Rivers, not on this list. Boy, I'm struggling. How about... God. Uh... Jesus. Mahomes already. Matt Mahomes not on the list yet. It seems, yeah. Yeah, it seems. Marino. There you go. Dan Marino has won five games. The funny thing five is, like, you just don't so think of that. The, you don't associate that era with throwing the ball yeah. as much. Joe Montana. Joe Montana not on here. Yeah. I mean, only one other, like, uh, older. Only one other older ish. Uh, Warren Moon. There you go. Warren Moon, five and three. So you have the guy. You have the three guys that have Random. won five games. Uh, okay. Now back to modern. Um, I don't, I, I, none uh, of these guys. Uh, ma- hang on, hang on. Settle down, Chief. You get all antsy right. in your pants. Tony Romers. Tony Romo only three wins. Sucks. Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck only three wins. Sucks. Garbage. Carson Palmer. Carson Palmer not on here. Sucks. Garbage. Terrible. Um. God damn. Uh, uh, two guys like... Settle down! Okay. For the love of God! Two more guys not active. Jesus game. Christ! <laughs> what? What is it with you? Sorry, sorry. John Elway. No, not John Elway. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Not Ryan Fitzpatrick. I do like that guess. But Jim Kelly. Know. Not Jim Kelly. I just got to name quarterbacks. Two other guys that aren't active. Mm-hmm. Uh, Troy Aikman. Not Troy Aikman. A little bit, so after... A little bit after. Yeah. A little bit after. So they're like... A little bit after. Eli Manning. Early 2000s. Not Eli Manning. (sighs) Early 2000s. Early 2000s. Early 2000s. Yikes. Drew Bledsoe. There you go. Drew Bledsoe. Four and eight. In games where he's throwing 50 passes. Vinny Testaverde. Only three wins for Vinny. Sucks. But he is one of 16 that have won. How about that? You're about to get... You're about to... You're basically going to name the entire 16-man list I'm looking at. Um... Early 2000s. Early 2000s. Dante Culpepper. Uh, that's a good guess. I think he only has two. Cause I... Sucks. It's <laughs> terrible. Matt Hasselbeck. Nope. Mark Bulger. Nope. All right, fine. Uh, Eagles quarterback. Donovan McNabb. Donovan McNabb. 4-1-1. One, one. All right. And then one more active guy. One more active feller. Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco has three. I so actually am surprised is, by that. Yeah, so he is in the top that. 16. Uh, one more active feller. Uh, active, active, active quarterback, active. Russ. Nope, not he Russ. doesn't throw the ball that no. much. That doesn't. They they, they yeah. don't let him cook. They, maybe they knew what they were doing. Ah, <laughs> uh, God, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's West too, Coast team. West Coast team. West, West Division. Geno Smith. Not Geno Smith. <laughs> I don't know. West Division. Is it West Division or West Coast? Which it's one is it? Divi- it's a, the West Division. I mean, it, it is West Coast. But well, I mean, it's one or the not, other. It's technically not on the coast. What's that? Jimmy Garoppolo. Not Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't know. It's it's not on the co- What is AFC West Derek team. Carr. Derek Carr. Jesus. Derek Carr. Four and two in games that he's thrown. It's not classes. the coast. You're right. So, yeah, you Maybe name- you say West Division, but so not sh- West Coast. Okay. Hey, Tidbit was also brought to you by. <laughs> Good job. Good job. You got it I all. I guess. Uh, you know, Tubular is brought to you by Glory Days Grill. The Oktoberfest menu is available, and it's spectacular. The chicken snitch, schnitzel, schnitzel, bangles. The chicken bangles, the chicken schnitzel, the Bavarian burger on the pretzel bun, the brewer's sausage platter, the brewer's sausage sandwich, the slam dunk pretzels with the cheddar ale soup. So good! GloryDaysGrill.com is the website for you to get your order in. Here's what's coming up tonight. It's a lean night. No baseball this evening. The uh, division series will get underway tomorrow night. 
Monday night football to wrap up the week. Raiders and Chiefs. No Mannings, I guess, tonight. Just ESPN. Uh, so uh, I need 60 points from Derek Carr, uh, okay. Josh Jacobs, Travis Kelsey, and Daniel Carlson. Yeah, you got a good shot at Or maybe that. I need like 65, something like uh, that. Yeah. Okay. Or maybe, or maybe it was less. It was like, it was around I mean, Travis around Kelsey 60. should get you 20 off the bat, yeah, right? Like, like the, now you're trying to piece your way. I, I would say if it's 60, I think you have a good chance at it. Yeah. If it's 65, you think you have a reasonable Double chance. Check. I'm pretty it. sure it's about 60-ish. Um, yeah. uh, uh, ESPN Plus or ACC NX for Loyola and Syracuse Soccer at 6 o'clock. The USA Network, Aston Villa, Nottingham Forest at 3 o'clock. NBC Sports Washington, Wizards, Hornets. This is still preseason in basketball. That's at 7. NBA TV, Sixers, Cavaliers at 7. The USA Network for WWE Monday Night Raw at 8. Non-sports. Non-sports uh, finale, season two finale of Kevin Can F Himself. Um, Magic Johnson's going to be on Jimmy Kimmel tonight. Sure, why not? After after the Bachelor, episode four of Bachelor in Paradise on ABC. Um, Kamala Harris will be on Seth Meyers. Okay. But what's she plugging? I don't know. <laughs> it would be hilarious if she, was plug- if she was plugging Reboot. <laughs> like, that's what she was on to plug. And then there's a horror movie coming out on Hulu called Grim Cuddy. Actually, people tell me that Reboot is pretty good. Yeah, I mean, they got I a have cast. A, like, it has a great cast. Yeah, I agree. But so. it just looking at it, it didn't do that much right, for me. Yeah, but everybody's telling same. me that it's good. So I don't know. I yeah. might have to. I'm finally wrapping up Dahmer. God. I'm yeah. sure that has been so grim cuddy, but it doesn't look very good because they they revealed like what the monster thing looks like in the trailer. Oh, uh, okay. Which is like you shouldn't do that. Uh, right? Not supposed to. Definitely yeah. not supposed to. But yeah, which All looks right. and it looks so bad. Okay. Okay. Like the not, thing, not the great. Thing. Not great. All right. Uh, Tubular was also brought to you by Guilford Hall Brewery. Love that place. They have a Halloween party coming up on the 29th. Uh, it's free to get in. Costume contest, great live music all night, plus the delicious food and beer at Guilford Hall Brewery, which is a gem in our community. 1611 Guilford Avenue in Station North. GuilfordHall.com in order to find out more. Thanks today to Kevin Zeitler. Thanks also to Kadri Ismail and to Jeremy Kahn. We'll get it all up in the greatest hit section of the tab at Tomorrow on the program, Stuff and Things. Simply the best. Stuff and Things. Joe Serpico. Joe Serpico previews waiver wire Wednesday. Stuff and things. I think we're going to preview the Maryland Five Star. Stuff and things. That's what's coming up on the program tomorrow. Thanks to everybody at Pressbox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including the Baltimore County Police Department, Glory Days Grill, Royal Farms, Casas Inn, Maryland Five Star, Guilford Hall Brewery, Great Eights Memorabilia, the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland, and Maryland Vascular Specialist, the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill, the Baltimore Orioles, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Griffin. Follow him at Griffin underscore Bass. Follow us at Glenn Clark Radio. Radio, not Wadio. Don't do that. Bangles on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Have a great Monday evening. Go nobody in particular. We don't care. Go my I, fantasy, you're team. fantasy team. But we don't actually care who wins this game, right? Like Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks too. <laughs>